uh, like Resident Evil 2 remake. No, wait, that was Capcom. Distributed by Sega. What was that, like 1972? Remake. That was like February. It was February. February. Resident Evil 2 remake. February 1972? No, February of this year. (laughs) February of this year. It's 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 like literally something that might be game of the year. from the basement podcast i'm one of your hosts chris Cunningham, and to my right hey is... what's going on it's alex mark and to my right hi guys the always the... sensual prettiest of the pretty <laughs> boys hi guys twitterless hi guys i'm steven gaston oh there Ooh. he is it's steven gaston steven gaston what's up everybody the steven gaston podcast. And helicopters which one are you on what is that? Hard hard cops? Hard cocks and helicopters. Which one are you on? You asked what was up. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm oh, so lost oh, right now. What is making, that from? He's making jokes. No, I'm, I'm making jokes. Is that Steve. a movie reference? No, dude. dude. Just me being it's vulgar. A joke. What's up? Yeah. Hard cocks. Up. Or helicopters. Helicopters fly in the air. Yeah. Which one are you on? Are you on a hard cock or are you on a <laughs> helicopter? Man. You guys just came out of the gate. I that wasn't me. You I'm seemed good, like you knew I'm what was going boy. on. That's because Alex can it's speak because, subtly. Yeah, well, it's because it's because I know English. <laughs> I was just so baffled. Metaphors and I don't need to lay it all plain. Yeah, no. <laughs> all right, so well, baffled. Yeah, and well, that's another. Next time I make a joke, I'll get a speaking spell so that way you can read it all out. <laughs> I guess that's another alliteration, though. No, it's not. No, isn't it? No, alliterations have the same word, same yeah. words, or same hard letters. Same letter, same first starting letter. Hard cock and helicopter. Only two of those four letters start yeah. with H. That's, and that's Peter Pan. Peter Pan is an alliteration. Fifty percent's pretty good. Peter. Stupid Stephen. Alliteration. Jeez. <laughs> 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 Easy does it. Oh my gosh! So today What's we're going, th- Chris. What do you think about? Today we're thinking about what we've been doing this week. Mm-hmm. It's been two weeks since we last recorded, and uh, we really missed each other and yes. you guys. Um, I did. I, I looked at my pictures of you guys. I cried. And vigorously masturbated. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, you, you passionately masturbated? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, man. <laughs> But so, yeah, it's been a while, so we're getting all of our goofs out. Sorry about that. But this week we're talking about what we've been doing. Some big news out of Venice, out of Telluride, out of Toronto. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about some uh, Oscar stuff for a little bit. And then Steven saw a classic film. Classic. Classic. For the first time. For the first First time, time. we're going to spend a chunk of this episode talking about Steven and his first experience. With a cinematic classic, which we won't name real quick. Okay, thank you, you because I was going to Easy. So that way you guys can uh, have something to listen to. It's called The Room. Oh. I do want to watch that. Timey was out. Yeah. I do want to watch that. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. (laughs) Lisa, you're tearing me apart. (laughs) I did not hit her. I did did not. I did not. Oh hi, Mark! <laughs> hi, doggy! Now that we've done, now that we've all done our <laughs> amazing impressions of Tommy Wiseau, that's 
Have you did you see that movie, the Disaster Artist movie? No, because I, I never. I didn't either. I've never seen the room, so I, I want to watch, watch, watch the room. I've seen the room, and it's butts. Oh, I'm sure it is. It's it's just amazing. It's um, not as it's a way better watch, like bad movie watch, than I think like Troll Two is. But it's a bad movie. It's a bad oh. movie. Mm. It's bad. Steven. what? What the fuck have you been up to, dude? I've been up to. Uh, a, a lot of stuff. I've been reading some comics. Yeah, I read. Uh, well, we were watching the Mandalorian trailer, and we were talking about that. So that got me into reading uh, some Boba Fett comics. Nice. So I read this comic series called Blood Ties, and it's super good. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, it talks about like different adventures and misadventures of Boba Fett and Jango Fett and whatnot, and it's super cool. I finished Punisher Noir. Punisher Noir was really good. Nice. Oh, cool. Nice. Yeah. So I watched. Who, who wrote that? Sorry, I don't know off the top of my head. Cool. Yeah, whoever did it, yeah, if you're going to read Punisher Noir, just pay very close attention to the years because it time jumps like crazy in the comic and it doesn't really tell you. So, um, but that's, yeah, it's a really interesting one. I've just been reading some miniseries. I Frank have Terry. been playing. Frank Terry wrote Punisher Noir. Oh, okay. Frank Terry. Frank Terry. Shout out to Frank Terry. Or Terry. It might be Terry. Sorry. Oh, shout out to Frank Terry. And Frank Terry. <laughs> the, the art on it was really good. If you want to look up the artist and give him a shout out, but um, I've been playing Red Dead Redemption too. Ooh, how are you liking that? I uh, love it. Oh so my god, it's so amazing. You're oh having fun god. being a cowboy. Yes, isn't that game? It's the most beautiful game. I've been I've been shopping for Amazon or for uh, cowboy boots like crazy. <laughs> oh, I want <laughs> some too. My yeah. my wife won't let me have cowboy boots. Yeah, and I don't understand why. I think we should just get them anyways. I think we should just get them anyways. I went through a huge cowboy boot phase from yeah. like late elementary school to like early middle school, and then I got chastised for it. I never to fucking touch that, it again. Uh, that is the least surprising thing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> judging by the pictures in your mom's hallway, that is the least surprising <laughs> thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Would you also be surprised if I told you I went through a jean jacket phase? I mean, oh, we no, all went dude. through jean jacket. Phases. I had a great jean jacket. I love that thing. <laughs> oh thing man, is yours amazing. bedazzled. No, it wasn't bedazzled. Oh, because mine, mine was bedazzled. I had a blue one, and then I got a black one. I like to pretend in mine, when I was wearing my jean jacket, I like to pretend that I was Walker, Texas Ranger, because oh. he always ran around in the jean jacket. When the eyes of a ranger are upon you. Yeah. <laughs> Any wrong you do, he's going to see. Because when you're in Texas, look behind you. Because that's where rangers are going to be. <laughs> that was impressive. Yeah. All right. So your sweet ass it was. I was going to ask my wife if I could uh, buy a cowboy hat, but my only stipulation for wearing it is that I just get to wear it the day after I have sex. (laughs) Wow. And uh, I think I think the verdict I think the verdict's still out on whether I can buy it or not. But um, (laughs) yeah. Oh, so you want to never have sex again? Is that what you're saying? (laughs) I asked my wife if I could wear a cowboy hat, and she was like, "Absolutely not." Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I just do it. I'm going to keep working on it. One thing. Anytime I did see her for like a week after playing Red Dead, I was like, you're all right, boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, my, oh, my wife hated that. My wife hated okay, that what, so much. What hairstyles did you guys end up going with? Oh, so I went like I went with like uh, the Bryce Harper hairstyle, like the, yeah, slick slick back, back. the slick back with like the clean shaven on the sides. And then yeah. I went with like a I went with like a six or seven beard. And oh, I made nice. sure a real that, big one. Yeah. And I made sure that um he was always uh, pretty fit. Yeah. Oh man, I want to I want to play this game again. I went with the slick back hair also. Yeah. Um, but I I went with just an easy going full beard, but not not really big and bushy. Not crazy. I really like that game because you can. Everybody's Arthur is different. Everybody's Arthur has like the same story, but their Arthur is different. Their Arthur, different. their Arthur experiences different things. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And he he God, it's a good. God, he interacts with the world differently. Well, that's kind of what I wanted to talk with you guys a little bit about because uh, like this, it's kind of weird. 
and I noticed it when I played the first game too, but like with the honor system and stuff like that, mm -hmm. um, I've noticed that I I've been actually getting into a lot of RPGs lately and I've never really been into RPGs before, but I've noticed that looking up, you know, when you're creating your own character, I've always loved games where you create your own character. Mm -hmm. um, and then playing RPG style games where you kind of get to dictate how you interact with the world and things like that. Do you guys follow along the route of what, what do you guys usually do in an RPG? Do you guys try to like play the bad guy? Do you guys like, do you guys try to do what you would do or do you try to play out like an escapism um, of another character? So for me, my best example with this is have you ever played mass effect two specifically? I'm playing mass effect two right now. Okay. Yeah. So you know how they have the Paragon one and then I, yes. and then I can't remember what the other one is. Uh, Renegade. Renegade. Yeah. Okay. So anytime like a Renegade or Paragon decision would come up, I would always have my finger on the Renegade trigger ready to pull it. And then at the last moment I would be like, Ugh! Paragon. And you couldn't do it. I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. But in Red Dead, in Red Dead, if any, I left nobody alive. In really? That game. If anybody saw me do something, witness, oh, yeah. boom, dead. No Another way. witness, yeah, boom, dead. Oh, dude. Yeah. I mean, why I was, not? You can, all you got to do is go pay a bounty, and then you're yeah. golden. And yeah. then. And then I would like to wait for multiple bounty people to come after me, and then I would just fucking mow them down, too. <laughs> one of my favorite things in that game was you had to acquire... One of the trophies was acquiring a uh, $250 bounty, and I did it in the town of Valentine. It's the first big town that you That's come it. in. Okay, yeah, yep. so Valentine. I just walked... I parked my horse at the top by the sheriff's office. That's how ballsy I fucking was. Parked him <laughs> by the sheriff's office. And then I walked all the way down the end of the main strip. And I just am facing the opposite way. And I just put the bandana up. And I turned right around. I busted out the semi-auto shotgun. And it was all she wrote. That whole town was, <laughs> oh my God. That whole town was eviscerated by the, time, oh my God. <laughs> by the time I was done. And like uh, I still hadn't acquired the full 250. So I had to wait and sit there and wait for more bounty. Come into, wow. come into Valentine. So, so that's like a 50-50, though, because you said you kind of felt like compelled to play the good guy in Mass Effect 2, but you had no problem playing the bad guy in Red Dead. That's, be that's because in my vision, for me, Red Dead was... I'm an outlaw. I'm this. I'm this lawless cowboy. I don't give. Gotcha. A, I don't give a fuck about the rules. But I do have a moral code of my own. Like if I see people in need, I would go out of my way to help them. Like I never. I never not stopped to help somebody. Except if they were right. in Valentine on the time you were trying to get an achievement. Well, well yeah, they, that they was didn't all, need help. Mm -hmm. I was only ever really bad, and when like I needed to do an achievement. But for the yeah. most part, like if somebody starts fighting me, naturally, I'm not. Oh just, yeah, I'm, I'm killing them. Yeah, I'm killing them. You yeah, look like, at me the wrong way. Yeah. Like, sometimes you'll be in Red Dead and you'll be like, for me, it's a it's an escapism thing, totally. Um, I, I try to... I had a bigger problem in Red Dead 1 than in Red Dead 2. In Red Dead How 1... So? What's your problem? In Red Dead 1, I kept trying to... Like, I was really worried about my honor. I felt like Red Dead 2, the honor system is a big deal, but it gives you so many more opportunities to build up your honor mm. or, or uh, than it does... In Red Dead 1. Um, I, in Red Dead 1, I felt like it was really easy for me to destroy my honor and hard for me to build it back up. Okay. In Red Dead 2, I kind of felt like it could go either way. And anyway, I um, in, in Red Dead 2, I, I remember just, it felt like, what was I feeling like that day? Yeah. You know, oh, so yeah. I'm walking through town, and if somebody, like, sometimes, you know, all the NPCs or whatever, if you bump into somebody and they're just like, you better look where you're going, partner. Oh, you're and you walk into somebody and they're just like, oh, you want to you do something, buddy? You know what I mean? Like that that guy is dead. Oh, that yeah, guy is for dead. Sure. I'm I'm popping red eye, I'm putting two in his head and he's going down and I'm gonna sit down and have a drink. But 
<laughs> that <laughs> like <laughs> this is so interesting. I love this. And but you know, I I also I also remember that game. I kind of followed Arthur's journey in that game. And what I mean by that is that when I first started playing that game, mm-hmm. I was mean. I was mean Arthur. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. when you do the first few missions and you go and you're like trying to to you're going for Strauss to collect bounties oh, from yeah. or collect money from people and yeah. you're going and doing all this stuff and setting up camps and and trying to you know you're breaking the law because you are the outlaw. Like I I lived that outlaw lifestyle and as life and the game got on and what kept going and I kept learning more and more about Arthur and Arthur's character starts to change and shift. My way of handling the character started to change and shift. Yeah. Um, okay. That game, that game's unbelievable though. You I, can just play that game for hours and not do anything, not get anything mm-hmm. accomplished, yeah. and just there's so much that I know I haven't seen in that game yet, and I'm I'm I might have to reinstall it. I might have to play a little of the online because I've never played the online and and give it a go. But the only problem with that game is the classic Rockstar problem with the game, which is that the controls are clunky as all hell. Yep. I can't tell you how many times I accidentally shot somebody trying to rob them. Yes. Well, that's because, like, the same... It does that thing where, like, the same button is yeah. used for a, a bunch of different things. Mm-hmm. And so, like, yeah, you want to... Yeah, it was, like, press, like, right trigger... Well, this is Xbox, but, like, press right trigger to aim weapon. I was like, that's my shoot button, bro. I'm yeah. not... I'm not, yeah, put, I'm not pulling that. You yeah. aim it, and then you hit... And then you can, like, click it again real quick to shoot. Yeah. Yeah, no part. thanks. Well, yeah, because then you have to, like... Push it again to reload. Well, yeah, because there's a lot of single action weapons, which I love. Yeah, the gunplay in that game is awesome. Well, okay, here's another. You guys both played Knights of the Old Republic. I did not. I have not. I played it. I played it a little. I never played the whole way through. Okay. Well, I was just thinking, like, well, when I was playing Knights of the Old Republic, my wife was like, you know, she saw me playing it, and I kept going light side, and she was just like, oh my gosh, I would go dark side all day. I'm like, really? And she's like, (laughs) yeah. I'm just like, but. Like, I don't understand that because for me, when I'm playing these RPG games and I'm playing Red Dead now is I almost like it like hurts for me to make <laughs> a like a bad decision, like a like a mean decision. Like, it, it, I don't know if it's see the beauty of that is, Stephen, is that if you feel like making a bad decision, you can pause the game and, and save right before and then just That's make true. a bad decision. Oh, I did nope. that all day in Knights of the Old Republic. Like, if I ever made a dark side choice, I was like, no, 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 no. Reset, reset. Like. <laughs> Skyrim NPCs have never been more scared for their lives when the player hard saves. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I <laughs> That's accurate. Um <laughs> Red Dead Red Dead was is, can I make one more one more yeah. point about Red Dead? The the one thing that I will say although like I put I think that might be the game I put the most hours in on my PS4 is Red Dead. I, I played that game for so long because that was the game that came closest to, to Breath of the Wild for me in terms of exploration and yep. just getting lost in the environment and being able to do anything that I felt like doing and the secrets in that game and stuff that you have no business finding in that game, but you just stumble across. is so cool. And the one thing other than, like I said, that, that clunky you know rock star controls that I did think got old for me was having to ride my horse everywhere. Okay, I really and love the riding the horse aspect of it. I I do. I really loved it until I got like 120 hours into that game. <laughs> and I would then just... it was just like, oh my god, I have to go over this town. Here I go, riding my horse again, just riding along. Because by then, like once I got, you know, like I said, 120, 130, 140 hours into that game, it was it got to the point where I understood what they were going for with riding the horse because it 
it, they didn't want the open world you know thing to, be to just be jumping from place to place getting the mission accomplished they wanted you to live in the world i totally get that but by the time i'm like that far into the game i'm like damn it it's gonna take <laughs> me five minutes to get from here from freaking you know strawberry yeah oh to, my god you know that's it, up in the woods up in the mountains in the middle of nowhere yeah the ride back to, to strawberry camp. oh god the ride to sucked. strawberry was always sucked. the worst um Somebody, I forget who did it, but somebody had the fastest horse, the White Arabian, that you have to catch. Mm -hmm. Um, Somebody had the fastest horse in the game, and they rode from literally, like, one corner of the map, so, like, Strawberry all the way to the other town. Mm -hmm. And they did their stamina properly and everything like that, and it it took them nine minutes. Oh, my gosh. That's that's absurd. Isn't there a thing, I haven't gotten that far into the game, but isn't there a thing where you buy your thing in the camp and you can fast travel you can only fast travel from the camp to yep. somewhere you uh, can't fast travel from anywhere else you can't to just the camp. hit start yep. and hit so, fast travel on the yeah, map yeah you can only uh, you can only fast travel to the camp or from the camp and from your room in the camp yeah and you only have one camp yeah so anytime you're in the camp and you want to fast travel you can that's fine gotcha. but anytime that you want to go back you got to ride back or or take a you know or the cart or, or, or do whatever. the uh, do the stagecoach to the stage closest coach, town right. or the train. Yeah. I would take the train a lot because by that point, by that point in the game when I was getting tired of riding around everywhere, mm-hmm. I had enough money to burn to where like it would the it didn't matter. It was basically free fast travel. Yeah, yeah, and stuff like that. But I was I was gonna say though like about just the the honor system and the and playing RPG games and stuff. Like it's it's so it sounds so dumb, but like I. My my probably my geeky side is kind of coming out a little bit more in terms of like nice. this stuff influences my life so much that even when I was like chopping wood in the camp or something and I realized that that gave me honor points and people yep. were like, hey, thanks for doing that. Like it influenced how I went to work the next day because <laughs> I like saw wow. shit that needed to be done and I was like, I'm going to go do that. <laughs> like I was like, wow. I was genuinely had like an honor system in my head and I was like. It influenced how I thought about things, how I looked at things. And it's like, it's kind of cool when something like, or, you know, a movie or a video game or anything, any piece of art or entertainment can influence your real life and your real decisions and maybe make you a better person or maybe think about something better. I know it sounds so stupid <laughs> that like <laughs> I, I'm thinking about this sort of stuff, but it's something that I think what I'm trying to do, especially with Arthur and what I tried to do in, like, Knights of the Old Republic, like, I was, like, as light side as I possibly could be. And, like, with Arthur, like, I'm trying to kill as little people as possible. I'm trying to talk everybody oh, down. Everybody that bumps somebody. into me the wrong way, I try to defuse the argument. Oh. I try to, like, help people. Like anybody shoots, anybody shoots at you first, your honor won't go down. Yeah, well, like, there's, like, gangs that have been trying to mug me. No, and, like, you, I have to shoot all them. You get into? Any arguments you get into? If they shoot at you they first. they shoot at you first, your honor won't go down. Oh, really? Yeah, if you kill them after they shoot you first. So, like, if you stumble upon a camp and they're like, you better get out of here, mister. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, oh, I'm just looking around. Don't worry about it. And they're like, I'm not going to tell you one more time, boy. And then they pull out their gun and then they shoot at you. And then they miss because they're NPCs in a video game. Mm -hmm. And then you blow their head off. It doesn't affect anything. It's all good. You. You also don't get any honor taken away from you if you kill members of the KKK. 
That's true. Have I you found the KKK, KKK yet? No, I didn't even know they were in the game. Just, <laughs> oh, oh, you just wait. You'll find if you ever wa- wandering around somewhere and you see mainly at nighttime. Big old fire at nighttime. Yeah, it's got to be can at nighttime. You, can burning you? Can you? Do you crosses. have the opportunity to change a KKK person's mind? No. And have no. them leave? No, Stephen. No. The game's not that fucking progressive. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying. You need to change their <laughs> you, mind. You They're burning crosses. People, you could change people from the dark side to the light side if you chose to talk to them instead of kill them in the Knights of the Old Republic. And I okay. loved that. I love that aspect. But those really are cool. Sith. Yeah, these are these are clan <laughs> members. They're you think worse. That the Sith, the KKK is worse than the Sith. Yes, because yes. they're real, Stephen. <laughs> the KKK is real. I guess you're right. I guess you heard right. it here, folks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Stephen. You've been playing anything else? No, no, just Red Dead. Um, yeah, that's 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 really been, been ruling my world lately. Yeah, good for you. Yeah, good for you. Alex, what have you been up to? Oh, I've been up to um, a lot of stuff, man. Um, as far as you know, entertainment goes, I was just oh man, I've been playing uh, Dragon Age Inquisition, which is you know five year old game. Here <laughs> I go, um, but it was really cheap on the PSN store, so I picked that up and never played that. It's it's not bad. It's pretty good. Um, it definitely has. It's it's not as good as The Witcher. Um, well, yeah, that's going to be hard. To, the only thing that's going to be better than The Witcher is Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. No, I hope so. Same. But um, we'll see. I've been playing that. I've been playing. Um, all, I've honestly been all about that Super Nintendo yeah. on Switch uh, ever since I was holding my daughter, bouncing on a big fitness ball in my living room where we are now, uh, watching the Nintendo Direct when that was going on. I'm just sitting here and I'm bouncing and I'm bouncing and I'm talking to my wife and I'm saying, you know, I just want Super Nintendo games on Switch and I know it's not going to happen. And, you know, there it, got, there it comes, you know, you know, bringing a new game library. And I went, oh my God, it's happening. <laughs> and then, Switch, and then uh, Super Nintendo came on and I went, Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! And then my <laughs> daughter, I, I scared the shit out of my daughter, and she started to cry, and I started to just cry. laugh and be happy because I'm going to do that. And then, and then uh, I came home from work the next day, and I started playing Link to the Past, and I'm three dungeons into the my what my what is probably my favorite game of all time. I've been playing that. I've been playing Dragon Age, which I probably won't play super long. Some Persona Five, some nice. Persona Five. But other than that, I will talk about one stupid thing. Okay, what is it? That is that is going to everybody has these. I would like to talk about I'd like to bring this up in a topic in a discussion one day maybe on a podcast. Everybody has a garbage TV show that they watch. <laughs> okay? Like a TV show that you watch that you're like this is just utter trash. Yeah. It's just terrible. Yeah. It's not Bachelor in Paradise for me. Well, I don't don't look at me and tell me that I'm the one that watches Bachelor in Paradise. <laughs> okay. It's a show called 90 Day Fiance. Oh, yeah. Have you ever heard of this? You were telling me about this. Have you ever heard about this? Have you heard about this? Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? I don't think so. Have you heard about this? Wait, is that the thing we're watching on YouTube? Or no, that was Bachelor Bachelor in Paradise. Paradise. Oh, okay. 90 Day Fiance is a show. Let me me pitch this gem to you, okay? It's about somebody here in good old US of A that meets somebody in another country. Uh, Whether it be through, if they're Mormon, through a mission trip, or (laughs) it be, it's usually, there are so many Mormons on there. Or it can be people <laughs> that are going on online, online dating and talking to somebody from another country. Yeah. And they talk to them, they get to know them, and that happens all prior to the show. What they do is they then get engaged and they have to apply for what's called a K-1 visa, okay. which means that the person outside of the country can come to the United States on this visa for 90 days. And they have 90 days to get married or else they have to go back to their home country. And the oh. show follows them during those 90 days. And so the couples are already a thing. Couples are already, it's up to, you know, they, they are their own thing before prior to the show. And then when the show starts, it follows these couples once they get that K1 visa and they start to do that because a lot of them have only spent like a week 
together as far as like actually physically together yeah. because usually like these are real they're they are real couples they're most of the time people that have like met somebody online and then they fly over to portugal or brazil or philippines right. and they spend a week with them and then they come back and now they can finally you know come over to america but it is a it's dog shit man it's <laughs> just you watch this show and there's the, the last season we watched there's this like 26 year old dude from tunisia that's like a hot dude and he comes over here and he's gonna marry a 41 year old fat woman from cleveland like no that's not gonna happen like he's he (laughs) there's no way that's gonna happen you're just sitting here waiting for this just train wreck to hit the wall and it does and you're like that's everything (laughs) i wanted it to be oh Um, my god how many of them actually get married a good amount, and I really? read an art. I read an article. It's on season, so it has. They have ninety day fiance, which I believe is on season five or six right now. Then they have a show called uh, Ninety Day Fiance before the ninety days, which follows couples before they go to the K one visa. And they have a show called Ninety Day Fiance, uh, Ninety Days the Other Way, which is when Americans go to their country and stay with them. So, like, if you meet somebody in the Philippines, American would go to the Philippines instead of the Philippines coming to them. Oh. And so, so which I think is really interesting because they experience this different culture and I, and stuff. So they have all those. And anyway, I, I finished watching the first two seasons of the 90 Day Fiance, and I read an article about which ones are still together. And that, that was from 20, that show was from 2014. Um, and honestly, I think of the 10 couples, seven of them were still together. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's. A, I mean, that's, that's a pretty good ratio. That's a pretty yeah, good that, ratio. That's better it's than a like most marriages. It's better than most marriages, right? <laughs> it's right, like right. Fifty-fifty on regular marriages. That's is like that, a, that's is like that a statistic. D. Is that statistic still true? I don't, I don't know. know. It's just down? something we tell kids to scare them. Yeah. Is it? I guess that's I think probably so. true. Yeah, probably. What was my other question? Oh, is it? Uh, is there a majority of like men coming over here? Or women coming over here. The first or couple they, seasons, mostly s- women coming over here and talking okay. to just nerdy men. Oh, really? are, are they all from Russia? Old primarily? rich men. <laughs> no, uh, Russia, Brazil, Philippines. I bet those were the three that that were the big ones. Um, oh, okay. There was one kid on the last season that was um, like a Christian missionary. He went to like South Africa and he met this girl there, and they, you know, hit it off. And then he came home, and then she flew over here like there's another girl that was a a lot of people that do like it's either like just people who cannot get a date and you understand why because like you're watching do you ever see somebody just see them on tv and just know that they smell (laughs) you're just like wow (laughs) like you watch television You watch somebody and you're just like that person stinks. Oh my god, I there's, know exactly what you're talking about. You know about. exactly what I mean, yes. where you're just like you know that there's no way that person doesn't stink. <laughs> just it's just un just they look like just swamp ass and undeodorized oh, flesh. Like geez. they're just terrible. Um but a lot of the mission mission work people, you know, go and meet somebody over there. Now that's that's interesting. It's but it's a it's a terrible poopy show and i've been addicted to it but other than that i've been watching something that i think both of you should watch uh that if you if you haven't is amazing which is castlevania on netflix i i start i think i got like seven minutes into the first episode and then i lost interest that's an animated you need to watch that first episode dude that's an animated series that show yeah it's animated first season's four episodes 25 minute episodes watch it's phenomenal it is animated okay but it is brutal it's funny yeah. It's vulgar. It curses a lot, and the animation—the animation's gorgeous. The fighting is freaking brutal, and it's awesome. I—I th- I have a question. Um, yeah. If you haven't 
played any of the Castlevania games, can you enjoy the Castlevania TV show? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, okay. I think that, so. That's I mean, all I really needed to know. I mean, it's mostly... What's really interesting about it is that the, the entire show is about uh, the Belmont family, which is who you play as in Castlevania. Like yeah, Castlevania. you play as Simon and Richter. It, yeah. This is about Trevor Belmont, who I think you play oh, okay. as, as in Castlevania... Symphony of the Night, is, I think. Is it Symphony? I don't remember. I don't know my Castlevania knowledge as well as I should. But anyway, this show follows... Dracula is going on a tear across humanity to obliterate humanity after his wife gets murdered, Mm. Um, which isn't like much of a spoiler. It happens in the first episode. But anyway, it's really interesting because what they do with it is take the entire first episode and wholly focus it on Dracula. Oh, sweet. And so you, you get his entire point of view in the first episode. You get the villain's point of view first. Yeah. And it's, it sets up his motive. It sets up, why he's doing what he's doing. You don't even meet Trevor Belmont until the second episode. Nice. Which is freaking cool because you watch this entire first episode and it by the end of it you're just like I totally under I totally get where you get them. Like you get them. They're corrupt and terrible people. That's... But then and then you meet Trevor Belmont, it's and you find out that Dracula is letting this hate just fuel him to an extent that it's needs to be stopped mm. and it's it's so good dude it's that's, so good that's really forward thinking of the showrunner to not only a introduce the villain first before the main character of the show but then not even show the main character until the second episode like that's yeah well the last shot or the last 30 seconds or so of the very first episode is people drinking in a bar and they're talking about the belmonts and the camera swoops over and you see trevor belmont sitting there and he says oh. something about ordering another drink, and then the episode ends. Oh, nice. And then it goes, and then it starts there on the second episode, and it follows, you know, Trevor Belmont. But it's just so interesting because, you know, it tells you about Dracula. It tells you about his wife, his relationship with his wife, how he distrusts humanity, how his wife helped him learn to trust humanity again, and then she was burned as a witch, and then all this stuff happens. And you're just like, you totally get where he's coming from. And then it's like, oh, by the way, he's the bad guy. Which you always know if you've ever, if anybody's ever played a Castlevania game, you know Dracula's a bad guy. But it's just so it's so cool. It's so good. Um, it's been renewed for season three. I'm 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 halfway through season two right now. How long um, season two? Eight episodes. Oh, okay. Yeah, season season one is four. Season two is eight. And That's it's doable. Are they still phenomenal. all half hour episodes? Yeah. Oh, cool. And it's phenomenal, man. I can't like. I might check that out. I'll, you, I'll try to. You should. And it's, I'll try to give it a chance. It's brutal. The yeah. the animation and the the fight sequences are freaking sick. I'll it's like go I mean, it's watch. like anime style, right? It is sort of. Yeah. Okay. If I'm not mistaken, um, the new He Man TV show that's coming with mm-hmm. the showrunner Kevin Smith. Yeah. I think it's the same animation company that does Castlevania. Oh, so cool! Speak. Nice. So that should. I, I'll, I'll kind of because I'm kind of getting psyched for He Man. Actually, yeah. I might be start talking about He Man because I'm going to start reading some comics because I want to nice just to get into the TV show before it comes. Yeah. Um. Anyways, I'm sorry. I kind of no. no I I woke that. up one day. I was kind of in a in a vampire mood. Like yeah. In a like old time. I always uh, I don't know why I got this impression, but like I always thought Castlevania was about werewolves. No, it's just Dracula. Yeah, primarily. Okay, I'm um, sorry. But I'm I got of in Wolfenstein. this. Yeah, that's Sorry. not about. That's not about werewolves at all. Is that not about werewolves either? Nope. I never played either one. It's about Nazis. Yeah. Oh, okay. And <laughs> I, <laughs> the worst kind of werewolves. Yeah. I woke up and I was I was looking for something vampire-y, but something like not 
Twilight vampire, yeah, <laughs> obviously. Something more, you know, Bram Stoker, Dracula mm, type of, or, or that. Um, and I loved, like, the style of Bloodborne, but I'm terrible at Bloodborne, and yep. so it makes me not ever want to play it. Yep. I've tried to play that game so many times. Yep. Um, and this this scratched the itch for that. It's it's very cool. good. Cool. Sweet. I'll probably go home and watch the first episode tonight, see what you it's should. all about. You should. You should text me. I did just I did see a little bit of game news that I wanted to bring up, which is that Gwent card game oh. is coming to iOS. Oh wow! It's pretty much already on ev- on everything on October now. October 29th. It? I know. I'm pretty excited about that though. It's pretty cool. That'll be cool. I'll probably download it and then never play it because it's mostly what I do with any mobile game. Yep. Steven, did you play The Witcher? No, I have not. Ooh. Okay, so you have, you have no that's idea what, what we're talking need. about. I was, about, I was going to ask you guys. I don't know what Gwent is. <laughs> that's what you need for the next RPG that you play, man. Yeah, The Witcher's awesome. Yeah. It's a card game within the game that you can play against NPCs and stuff. Speaking of games within games, you know what I loved about Red Dead Redemption? Uh, the first one was... Poker? Uh, no, Liars. Liars Dice. Liars Dice Liars was Dice. awesome. And I want to play in that so one. bad. It's not in this one. I know. I want to play it in real life, though. Oh, like that would, I would, that would be fun. I would play the shit out of that in real life all That'd day. Cool. That'd be cool. I have a fun. I have a quick fun story about the liars dice and Red Dead. Okay. I I didn't realize that that's what Davy Jones and Bill Bootstraps no. are playing. No in way. The Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Really? Until are you I, shitting me? Until I started playing Liars Dice and Red Dead Redemption, and then that's when that all clicked in. Because for the longest time while watching that movie, I never understood the dice game that they were playing. No, nobody oh, did. Wow. Everyone was like, "What the fuck are they doing?" Yeah. <laughs> and then, just the rules didn't make any sense at all. And yeah. then. And then I started no playing way. Liars Dice and Red Dead, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And then just one day it all like clicked. I was like, "This is the game that they're playing." That's, <laughs> do wow. they say? Do they actually say it no. in, in Pirates? No, they, they just start playing. Yeah, it, it it just comes in on a scene, and they're in the middle of a Liars Dice game. You just made my whole night. You're welcome. That's the best yeah. thing I've ever heard. Liars. <laughs> That's so cool. Okay, what what movie was that? Davy Jones. That was the that was the second, second one. one. Yeah. Second one. Dead Man's Chest. Dead Man's Chest. I need to go back and watch that movie now. <laughs> just for that one scene. That's yeah, great. Yeah, you just need to watch that one scene. Hey, man. <laughs> hey, man. I kind of like the first three parts oh! of the Caribbean movies. I, Wait, The okay. second one is not terrible. It is... The, the first one is just... If I, fantastic. If I may, I actually forgot a really... Other than the movie we're going to be talking about later, I restarted a new movie series this week, and it Ooh. is The Matrix. Oh, nice. I watched the first Matrix because it was on my 100 movies list I have to watch, which me and my wife are knocking those out like crazy now. We watched like Toy Story this week. We watched the movie you watched Toy Story. Yeah, we watched Toy Story. The first one. Your wife doesn't like Toy Story. No, she watched it. She still is kind of on the side of not liking it. Yeah, she doesn't like Toy Story because she likes to be wrong about things. Wow. Yeah, she doesn't like talking toys, so she's going to hate that movie. (laughs) Yeah, that's mostly Um, what it is. It's their story. (laughs) Um... (laughs) Yeah, so we watched... It's almost uh, like the title gives it away. I know, it does. Yeah, we watched that. We watched uh, Shaun of the Dead was on oh, the movie's movie. list. Oh, great movie. Great movie. Dude, that movie's so good. You've never seen it? No, no, no. I mean, I've oh, seen okay. it a bunch of times, All but right, I, we just watched it like two nights ago. Oh, is that your favorite on. Edgar Wright film? Let's see. Out of the three, I don't know. I mean, that's tough. I need to sit on that, because between Ed- Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and World's End... Like, I love Hot Fuzz. Dude, they're, oh, three of them are so good. I think Hot Fuzz is my favorite of the, of yeah, the, like of the Cornetto Fuzz. trilogy. Hot Fuzz is really good. Edgar Wright film, my fa- I think uh, Hot Fuzz is in there. Scott Pilgrim might be in there, too. Sp- Scott Pilgrim's great. Um, I haven't I, seen that. No Love Ooh. for Paul over here? I haven't seen that. Ugh. 
I'm not a Paul fan. It's I, fun. It's, it's okay. I liked Paul. It's okay. Paul's it's really funny. I really Let like. Me... I just really like in that film a lot of the uh, nerdy callbacks that they make to it. Like when there's that bar fight, like three quarters of the way through the film, they uh, the cantina theme is the is what the country band is playing, and I just really, oh nice. I just really like uh, the little homages to all classic sci-fi films like that that are throughout that film. But overall, yeah, it's an okay movie. Um, but I think Baby Driver might be my favorite Edgar Wright. Movie. Oh, is that Edgar Wright? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I need to watch that too. Yeah. Baby Driver is awesome. The, I think the only three Edgar Wright movies I've seen is the Cornetto trilogy, which are three great films. Yeah, so. they amazing. Are. They are. But um, if if I could, I'm gonna have to stick up for The Matrix Two. I think that movie is incredible. Aside from the weird rave cave scene at the very in end, the, in the beginning, and the actually. Very little bit of CGI fighting at the end of the park scene. Most of that fight Very scene little? is incredible. No. Like, three quarters of it is is not CGI. Yeah, you're full of it. It's <laughs> really good. But once you get past, like, 25 Agent Smiths, it all goes CGI, and it's rough. Phenomenal. <laughs> rough. Yeah, it's, um, it's buttholes, man. Yeah, it's, so it's bad. Rough. But most of that movie is really good. And I know you said something one time about, like, you know, Matrix 2 and 3 kind of drop off when you start getting into the weird philosophy. Yes. Now, I didn't think so because, now granted, I had to, like, really pay attention to Matrix 2 to figure out what the fuck they were even saying. Yeah, well, once they get on. to the, um, what's that guy's the name? The architect. The architect, right. And we, even but when the, they're but it does have the, the highway scene. The highway scene is... Highway scene's incredible. But here's the thing yeah, is... a good scene. I've, I think you need to have a decent understanding of determinism philosophy to understand anything that they're talking about in that movie and i understand that not a lot of people sit around and read about determinism philosophy but it just so happens to be the thing i've been like obsessing over the past like year (laughs) so matrix 2 i'm gonna stand by that as being really good i have not watched the rewatch the third one again but i'll let you know maybe next podcast when i rewatch it and Uh, i'll i'll let you i'll give you my hot takes on uh, the matrix trilogy (laughs) Sorry, what what have you been up to, Chris? Oh man, I have been up to I haven't done any reading, unfortunately, but uh I've been doing a lot of writing. I'm working on something new. I'm 14 pages into it. Nice. Um and so I've got that going for me, which I'm knocking out like a scene a day cuz I was trying to do like the a page a day thing and then like I would just finish in the middle a, a page would end in the middle of a scene and I would just sit there and I would just like itch. So yeah, yeah. So I had to so I would be like I have to get the scene out. So I'm doing a scene a day right now. I'm really enjoying I'm liking the progress a lot, but um mainly what I've been doing is I have been watching a lot of movies, guys. Let's let's pull up my letterbox here. I've watched one one two three four Eight films since we've last seen each other. Wow. Yeah, I'm on a fucking tangent. Um, Are you watching more than one film a day? uh, I did watch two on the first. I did have a double movie day on the first. Nice. Um, I watched... I was gonna say because it's it's, it's only been it's only been fourteen days since we've seen each other, and yeah. you've watched eight out of yeah, the fourteen. That's, that's a lot. Yeah. Um. I watched. Alita: Battle Angel and Brightburn in one day. How was Brightburn? I wanted to see that. Meh. Really? You wait, that the, wait, wait for the sequel. Is that okay. the villain, uh, yeah. child villain, villain Superman? Yeah. So, okay. It's it's Not very cool. it's very predictable. Yeah. I saw I saw every move coming a mile away. It's very by the numbers. Okay. okay. Uh, they have some potential, but I mean, I don't know. But yeah. there's definitely going to be a sequel. I mean, I think that there should be a sequel because now there really is a full other story to tell. Okay. I do want to check it out. 
So yeah, 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 I'd like to check it out. So yeah, I saw that. It's worth a red box. Is it streaming anywhere? I got no clue. Probably if you want to, I mean, like, it pay made the six bucks to rent it. Yeah, there'll probably be a sequel. Okay. It cost six million. It made thirty three. Mm, yeah, maybe. Who knows? Um, but Alita Battle Angel was awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a real. I had a lot of fun watching that movie. Um, the action scenes are cool. The cinematography alone is worth it for, to mm-hmm. watch that film. It's. It's just I really enjoyed it. It's very energetic, and I really hope that they actually do do a sequel for that film. Do do ha do do. And then I watched uh, this documentary called "The Amazing Jonathan" on net on Hulu. Ooh, I wanted to watch. What that. is that about? Um, it's about the have you have you ever seen the musician slash comedian Amazing Jonathan? No. Okay, yeah, well, just wa- look up some of his stuff. And he's magician, magi- magician? The magician oh, slash comedian. Yeah, you said musician. Oh shit! Did <laughs> yeah, I? You did say musician. I was Whoops. like, oh, is he like you know? No, okay. my fault. Yeah, just check that out. I don't. I can't really say anything about that film without spoiling anything in it. So. Is he uh, like uh, like a old guy or is he is he like he's modern? Like, he's, he's like in his fifties. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, like, is he now. like from like the nineties or is he? Uh, dude, he had. He They're has, doing a documentary about he him. Hit so his I, stride. Think... I bet he hit his stride in the late nineties. Yeah, he has okay. a he has a mainstay in Vegas Sorry. though. He's he's still doing things? Not anymore, but oh, okay. before he retired, he had a mainstay in Vegas. So, I mean, he was still relevant on the Vegas scene. Okay. Uh, and then I watched It and It Chapter 2. Nice. It Chapter 2 is really good. It is a little ambitious. Um, yeah. For, for me, as a book reader, I didn't think the film was all that slow, but I can definitely see why people think that the film is slow. Is that what most people are criticizing it for? Yeah, that's that's a that's a big thing that people are criticizing it for is for the runtime. Um, it is a little bit repetitive, but if you read the book, the book is also a little bit repetitive because okay. they're telling they're telling the adult story at the same time as the adults are remembering shit that happened to them when they were kids. Right. Okay. And so. It is it is it is quite repetitive in the book as well. So I mean, did you think it was better than the first one? Or no, it's not better than the first one. Okay, it's good. That's, it's just as that's good. kind of been the general consensus. It's, I think I felt like it was just as good as the first one. I so okay. for example, I gave the first one four and a half stars. I gave the second one four stars. That first okay. one was so good. The dude. first one is so good. So um, good. and the first one doesn't. And the I'm sorry. And the second one doesn't really retain the magic that the first one has with amongst That's, the chick kids. Yeah. And I think one of the biggest problems with the film is is that the reason why it chapter two doesn't quote unquote work for some people is that nobody ever really wants to see adults conquering their fears. It's all about wanting to see children conquer their fears because you know that prov- that just provides for a better story. Mm. Nobody yeah. wants nobody wants to see yeah. somebody in their forties. Do you think, fear. Do you I think th- it's easier to feel empathy for children in horror movies than adults like that it yes. have more to like baggage and shit and you know things well, like that. Well kids are supposed to be innocent. Yeah, yeah that's what so. I'm saying is is it's you know Yeah, no, there's definitely more empathy for children in any type of film. Yeah. You know, like that's interesting. I didn't think honestly. I thought two was going to be bigger. Like two like, is bigger. Two is bigger overall. No, I mean like uh, reaction wise. I oh. thought people were going to like two more, and I I kind of felt that coming out of um, when they started doing casting, and it was like James McAvoy, and everyone was like, "Oh my gosh, this is going to be amazing." James McAvoy is not even the third best role in that film. Wow. Okay. Well, I, honestly, I, I'm just, yeah. No, it goes Bill Skarsgård. He's the he's the best. But you know, dude, I don't I don't really so good. I don't really count him because he's been. In the first one, so yeah, you right. know, but it's definitely Bill Hader. Bill Hader steals the fucking show, yeah. and then I really think the actor who plays Eddie—I can't remember his name at the moment—I really think he does a great job playing Eddie, okay. uh, adult Eddie as well, and he really mimics a lot of the things that 
yeah. hap- that Eddie mimics in the books as well. Which but which it, one was Eddie? I'm sorry. Eddie's I'm, the kid that gets his arm broke, but he's yeah. also the one with the really overbearing mom. Yeah. Oh, the one that the mom's like kind of like giving him fake pills and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Dude, he was they're amazing. gazebos. Oh, yeah. he was. So, oh, that was one of my favorite parts. I was that is dying during yeah, that. Yeah, that's Jack Dylan Glazer, the kid actor for that film. Uh, but yeah. It's good. Go see it. Uh, as a book reader, though, I was incredibly disappointed in the film. Did it change stuff? Yeah, they change a lot of stuff. They don't touch on any. They don't touch on a lot of things. I could go into a full hour long conversation on why it chapter two doesn't work for me as somebody who loves the book. But oh. that's that's a whole other that's a whole other thing. But as a movie, you think it's but as a stands movie, up as a movie, it stands up and it works within the con- within the continuity of the first film. Cool. Okay. Okay. So you know, I can in my brain, I can separate the book from the films, and the films are great on their own thing. If somebody, if the only connection that somebody has to it is through the films, it's a pretty faithful version of the book. Like the second film captures the overall tone of the book, but they just really miss some very key story elements in the book that I thought were very important. Gotcha. It's it's gonna be. I, I felt like that movie had an uphill battle either way because the first one. I mean, yeah, we were excited for the first one. The trailers for the first one made it, you know, built it up and it got really, you know, hyped. And but I feel like that first movie came out and that first movie was a phenomenon. That first movie yeah, was a highest... movement in Yeah, right. It's yeah. the highest grossing what already movie rated of all time. film of all time. And, and now and chapter 2 is right behind it at right. 91 million. And so we're going into it chapter 2 just with the preconceived notion of it's going to be just as good as it chapter one that it's not going to but it's not going to give us that surprise in style that it chapter mm-hmm. one gave us and i think you know you have to know what you're going into yep. and I, I haven't been able to go see it yet i'm hoping that i'll be able to go see it here either uh probably next weekend um sometime but i'm really excited speaking of horror movies though mm-hmm. I, I watched us yeah i remember you telling me about that yeah have you seen us no, I have not. Very I good. Still haven't seen Get Out. So. Oh, see, Dude, Get Out. Yeah, I think I Get Out is. Out. I think Get Out is better. Um, Get I, Out I is do. better. I I really enjoyed Us. Um, Us is really enjoyable on your second watch. Have you gotten a chance to do that yet? I have not. Do no, it. I watched it the first time. I felt like it. I felt like Get Out. Like I said, I felt like I really enjoyed Get Out better. I felt like Us had a lot of plot holes in it. It made me. It had a lot of unanswered questions that I thought made the plot of the movie kind of fall apart but I really appreciated it more when I thought about it less of like that and more of like a Twilight Zone episode. Yeah, there is a lot to unpack in Us yeah. and it really helps on a second watch. Like I went, yes. I think I saw that movie twice within a week. I think it would be cool to watch it again knowing the twist. Yep. You probably look for things. Mm-hmm. Also continuing my movie terror, I saw Rocket Man. Oh, oh dude. dude. Harlan Williams' Rocket Man? No, no. The good one. Oh. Elton John Rocket Oh gosh, Man. I'm the, sorry. The new... I'm totally. I'm sorry. Jeez, Stephen heads in the fucking Harlan Williams. Over there. Watch Harlan Williams, Rocket Man. <laughs> dude, Rocket Man. Harlan Williams, Rocket Man. That's that's my Rocket Man. But, I haven't watched. But yeah, so I watched Rocket Man. Taron Egerton is the thing to take away from the film. Uh, he's phenomenal. He's yeah. so good as Elton John. He just melts into the role. Uh, if Freddie, if um, I'm sorry, if Freddie Mercury. If Rami Malek can get nominated for lip syncing Freddie Mercury songs, yeah. then Taron then there's no reason that Taron Egerton can't get nominated and potentially win yeah. for actually 
singing Elton John songs. Like he does all the songs himself, and he's an incredible singer. I, Have I, you guys yeah. watched Sing? Yeah, no, Sing's really good. He's unreal. I couldn't like when my wife was telling me she showed it to our kids, and I was I wasn't like I don't really watch a lot of animated movies, but I you know obviously now having kids they have a lot now. But she told me that that was Taron Egerton, and I was like, that's not him singing. There's no way. And then I looked up behind the scenes, it was him. I was like, yep. that is unbelievable. Yeah, no. Like, right before the promo for Rocket Man, him and Elton John went on like a six concert tour. Yeah, together. yeah. I saw and, some of that. That's mm-hmm. some of that's on YouTube. You can watch. Yeah, you can play, you can see them uh, play Tiny Dancer together. I think. Yeah, is the song that they really promoted on that, and it's it's really good. It's really I think you should check it out. Uh, it's a it's a musical as well. Like okay. it's not it's not like the Bohemian Rhapsody style of storytelling where they were basically just like here are some important Freddie Mercury moments that are all out of fucking order yeah. in between songs. <laughs> but no, like the characters actually all break out into singing the songs and stuff like that. It's it's a really fun film. So there's like a lot of like choreography and yeah, no, things it's, like that. It's That's it's cool. a it's a straight up musical. Nice. nice. I didn't know that. I didn't mm-hmm. get that impression at all. Yep, it's a musical biopic. That's awesome. And then I saw Stick It and my words on Stick It are that you can skip it. It's the <laughs> It's the uh, a, That was a hot take. It's a 2006 gymnastics film starring Jeff Bridges. Wow. Was he hurting in 2006? No, really. Yeah. Some people, some people, <laughs> Stephen, it's acting is a fucking job, and some people just need a paycheck. All right, like, Damn, this is Jeff Bridges, man. <laughs> it's, I mean, Jeff Bridges is really enjoyable in it, but the film doesn't know what it wants to be. Yeah, and that was my biggest problem with it. it. It's not even the fact that it's a gymnastics movie. I will sit down and watch any film that you put in front of me. Yeah, but so for the first like, the movie's like ninety six minutes long, and I think for the first like seventy. It's about how this girl has, like, wasted her potential, blah, 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 blah. And, like, turns out she's, like, a natural at gymnastics and everything like that. And then they get to the final competition, and then it turns into this weird social commentary on the scoring system in gymnastics and how it's outdated and how it needs to be changed. So it's like, like, pick the fucking story you want to tell and just stay with it. (laughs) Pick a lane, people. Yeah, Yeah, so, I mean. That's weird. Yep, but other than that, uh, I've just been, like I said, I've just been writing. Nice. And watching eight movies, so <laughs> sweet. So yeah. was was uh, was Stick It a movie chosen by your wife? Yeah. So it was at the shop. Yeah. It was at the shop, and I told her that it was there, and um, she was like, "Oh my gosh, I love that movie!" So I picked it up, and I surprised her with it. That's nice. Also, you? wait, she, you said she loved it. Like, how long has it been since she watched it, and was it still as good? I mean, yeah, dude, she, yeah, she still liked it. Really? Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay. No, because I've had experiences with, like, going back and revisiting old movies, and you're like, this movie oh. was the best. And oh, then well, you watch, yeah. you're like, oh, this movie was best left in my memories. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, not one of those movies. Okay, I'm just uh, curious. But real quick, before we get into the news and everything, I just want to brag for a second. Go what for you it. Got? You guys have already seen it, but I just want a chance to brag to our listeners. What is it? I have a signed uh, number one Superior Spider-Man comic by it's signed by stan lee nice and uh i will nice. be getting it i will be uh picking it up hopefully uh next week Very i got it i got chris. it on layaway right now nice <laughs> it is cool nice. it is cool man yay for chris yay yay, yay for chris yeah so now that i've bragged about that movie news what do we got um let's see i want to start off first with uh what happened in venice at the Venice International Film Festival, uh, Joker took home the most prestigious award at the festival, the Golden Lion. Nice. And a uh, fun fact about the Golden Lion is that four of the last 40 winners have gone on to win Best Picture. So, you know, there's about a 10% chance. Okay. 
for Joker to maybe win Best Picture. Uh, okay. I, I think that's, that's kind of cool. I think Shape of Water. Shape of Water got the Golden Lion Award and then went on to win Best Picture, and I think Green Book oh, did as well. Oh, Shape of Water. I want to watch both of those. You've never seen Shape, oh, Shape of Water? Watch Shape of Water, man. It's Yeah, uh, I've heard it's You can really skip good. Green Book. Yeah, really? I, haven't, I haven't seen Green Book, but it's the just... first I've ever heard that. Yeah, from so, anyway. okay, Everybody's so like, Green Book's life-changing. Here's the, here's, the, oh. here's the thing. If you're not racist, you don't need to watch Green Book. If you're racist, you should watch Green Book and then maybe contemplate your choices. <laughs> and, that's, and that's all i got to say there about that. There you go. That. All right. Uh, but, yeah, so Joker... Joker is officially going to be in the conversation. Joker is going to be a film that I feel like we're going to be talking about for the next six months until the Oscars come around. And I'm excited to not only, A, talk about a superhero film like that at length because that's kind of our niche. Yeah. But I'm really just excited that films are finally getting recognition you know yeah superhero yeah any yeah. anything based off of comic books and, yeah and it's you, finally getting the recognition that yeah you and deserves. i talked about that chris at one point it's just like you know i mentioned it kind of with like black panther and it, it, i feel like it kind of sparked some of the recognition that superhero movies or comic book based movies can finally get and then spider-man into the spider-verse right after that and it's yeah it's just kind of like some validation for people like mm-hmm. us and you can right. you know you're just kind of excited that the world gets to partake in what we've always loved about these stories. And, and people are like, Oh wait, these aren't just for kids. It's like, no, there's a lot of story out there to tell, even though, you know, they're, they're kind of dressed in pajamas and they're, you know, it's a lot of ridiculous sort of themes, but you can, you know, you can gain a lot of really good story out of the ridiculous or the far fetched or something like that. So I'm I'm excited. Anything to push the, the medium forward and, you know, open people's eyes to new forms of entertainment. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> something else that I wanted to touch on real quick is that evidently a lot of people are already panning Joker without having seen it. They're calling it a film for insults, a film for uh, mass shooters. Oh, what? yeah. 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 You haven't oh, seen any geez. of this pushback already? Well, I, I, don't, I don't read the news, <laughs> but those people need to sit the fuck down. Yeah. I mean, first of all, you can't criticize wow. a film unless you've fucking seen it. That's true. And then, uh, second of all, you know, Man, just like stop. evidently, uh, yeah, evidently, that's not even what the movie's about. Every critic that I have heard talk about Joker like, has not mentioned that, but yet the people that yet it's still being being like a topic that's being of discussion. And every critic has been like, "This is not what this film is about." So, like, just people just, being just, dumb. Yeah, just take that take and uh, leave. Yeah, some other films that premiered over the, in, uh, throughout Telluride so uh, and uh, Toronto International Film Festival, uh, we have. Won't you be my neighbor? Isn't that what it's called? Oh, no, a beautiful yeah. day in the neighborhood. Beautiful day in the neighborhood. Yeah, a beautiful Won't day. You be in my neighbor is the documentary. Yeah, uh, a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Tom Hanks is the supporting role in the film. He is not the lead. How's really? That work? Yeah, because it's based off. It's based off of the true story of the Rolling Stone article from like two thousand and four oh, about him. Oh yeah, yeah. Who's the guy writing the article? Oh, uh, I, I can't. Why am I? Why can't I think of the actor? I can't remember his name. I just watched the trailer for that. Oh, uh, shoot. Uh, Matthew Rice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matthew Ma- Reese. Matthew Reese. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, so, uh, that's cool. So the film is mainly going to be about him and his character. That's a cool, like, storytelling yeah. technique, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, nice. so, nice. so the, for those unfamiliar with the journalist that actually wrote the article, he was considered, like, a hard-hitting journalist, and he wasn't... Uh, and he was one of those journalists that considered like entertainment journalists, like uh, people who just wrote like fluff pieces and things like that. And he actually thought that him being assigned for the article was beneath his talents. Oh, cool. Hmm. So it's also so he's kind of got like a like seems like he's kind of got like a pride issue going on. Yeah. 
he's very like egotistical and then he meets mr rogers who probably bumps him down a few pegs yeah, and the, is like who's let me teach the most humble person to ever exist. yeah like let like, me teach you how to be like the best person in the world yeah so man. i'm excited for that i'm super excited for that movie man i think tom hanks is gonna knock that out of the park i think yeah. he just from the trailer he just looks and embodies mr rogers just in the like his mannerisms mm-hmm. the way he talks the way he feels and he's uh, america's being dad a, being a yeah being a, a pittsburgh kid Mr. Rogers yeah. holds a special place in my heart. Yeah. So um, excited for that movie. Some other films that have been making the film festival circuit that I'm kind of keeping my eye on. Bong Joon-ho's newest film, Parasite. It's evidently a South Korean thriller. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen Snowpiercer. No. I haven't seen Snowpiercer. Okay. It's on I, my list. I have that if you guys want to borrow it. Uh, Bong Joon-ho directs that. It's on Netflix. It's still on Netflix. I oh, think. is it? Okay, yeah. Well, yeah. then you guys can fucking watch it your own self. I think it was a <laughs> Netflix movie, wasn't it? No. It was not. I thought it was. Yeah, I thought it was. Too. They advertised it a lot, so that's yeah. probably what made me yeah. think it was. Especially a like movie. when it first came out, it was. Like it was all Netflix. over Netflix. Yeah, yeah, I kept seeing it. I was like, I don't want to watch Chris Evans with a shaved head and an axe. Nope, not a Netflix movie. It's awesome though. It's based nice. off a graphic novel. Oh really? Yeah. Nice. Um, what else has uh been making the rounds there? Oh, Ford uh, Ford versus Ferrari. Oh, cool. I've heard Ford versus Ferrari is fantastic. As cool. well, I've heard. Um, is that is that like literally about like the car companies? Yeah, like, yeah. So it's about other? no, it's about the yeah. It, they they build two giant robots. And then That's not what two. I meant. <laughs> yes, I meant those, like it's re- like real steel. <laughs> yeah, real, real steel. It's like a real Transformers steel. crossover. It's like Pacific Rim, but with yeah, <laughs> Pacific Rim, but gotcha. with Ford and Ferrari. Lots of branding. Yep. Is Michael Bay directing it? Yeah, there's <laughs> there's going to be some Bud Light advertisements in it. And some Pepsi trailers. And a Beats pill. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of American flags. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no, evidently Ford versus Ferrari is another film to really keep an eye out for this year. Are you guys excited for that? Oh, I, I totally am. am. I mean, it's got Christian Bale, Matt Damon. It's it's going to be awesome. That's just not an exciting premise to me at all. Uh, you I should could... you should look up the history on it and yeah. check it out a little bit. Look up yeah. that trailer, man. Yeah, trailer that sweet. too. I might watch it. Maybe. No, you, you should watch it. There's a lot of other movies I probably want to watch before I watch two car companies go at it. No, you need to... No. Steven, you're an adult. It's time you watch some adult films. Yeah. <laughs> not everything has to freaking... Just explode and have rock music playing in the background, you <laughs> glib fuck. <laughs> <Don't> you dare. <laughs> um, what else do we got? There's also there's also a film coming out called Waves. I don't really okay. know a lot about it. It's got I think I believe it has Frank Ocean in it. Really? And it's also got Sterling K. Brown okay. in it. And uh it just looks like one of those films that's gonna be like really emotional. And uh, I just it's I've heard it's something to keep an eye out on. Um, have you guys seen Good Time, the Safri Brothers film no. with uh, Robert Pattinson in it? No. Watch that. That is movie. It? That movie is fantastic. It's on. It's on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Okay. And it's only like an hour and a half long. Okay. It's so good. It's one of those films that pretty much takes place like throughout a whole night. Okay. Okay. And it's it's um, Matt Reeves has said Robert Pattinson's role in Good Time is what got him on his radar for Batman. Ooh, okay, all right. I'm going to write that down because I haven't seen anything that Robert Pattinson done since, like, the first Twilight movie. I only watched that, like, mm. once. Yeah. And it was, like, when it came out. But it's called Good Time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then um, what uh, – oh, oh, oh. Speaking of Robert Pattinson and movie news, do you guys know about – I think it's just called The Lighthouse? Yeah. yeah, yeah, with yeah. Robert Pattinson. And and Wolf Wolf Did you guys watch that trailer? Yes. My Which wife one? showed me that trailer. I Which, don't know. It's like a minute the, long, the newest one. and it's just them going like, "What? What? 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 
What? What? What? What? What? What? What? What? Dude. What? That trailer was looks bonkers. Crazy. I instantly wanted to watch that movie. Yeah, looks, no, I'm really excited. The feel excited. of it looked amazing. Have I you mean, seen Robert Eggers' first film, The Witch? No. You got to watch uh, it, dude. Okay. That's another that's a that's a really good high concept horror film. It's along the headlines of like a I'm Hereditary. Hereditary, yeah. Hey, Hereditary wasn't bad. Yeah, no, Hereditary is oh, awesome. Hereditary is awesome. When, yeah, when it, it comes out, you guys need to watch Midsommar, but we'll, that's a different that's a different topic for a different day. Okay. But yeah, no, The Lighthouse is another film that's also on my radar. That looks sweet, man. But back to back to the Safri brothers, they just have a new film that premiered at Telluride called mm. Uncut Gems. Okay. And it has Adam Sandler in it, and evidently it's like I've I've seen that. I've evidently, that. it's like a career role for Adam Sandler. Yeah. He's like fantastic in it. Really, and it's it's the film is supposed to be super fucked up, super disturbing. So huh. I'm, I'm really excited to see what the Safri brothers do next after Good Time. Okay, but that's really that's really all I wanted to give some shout outs to. I'm those are the films that are on my radar, and I think those are films that if you like films, you should keep those on your radar as well. There's a movie I'm really excited for. Um, I don't know if you've I'm sure you've seen a trailer for, but I don't know if you've seen it for or heard of uh, this movie, uh, Jojo Rabbit. Oh yeah, Jojo Dude! Rabbit. I watched yeah. the trailer for that. Yeah, I'm, I'm psyched for Jojo Rabbit. It's getting bad reviews. Have you guys heard this? I don't Is it care. really? Yeah, they're saying they're saying they're saying they they're saying for a quote unquote film that's supposed to be so polarizing, it plays it too safe. Really? Yeah. Huh. Man, I don't know, man. People are gonna hate. Check out the Variety review on it. It's a it's a pretty interesting read. Okay. I'll probably watch that movie and form my own opinion. Oh yeah, well yeah. I mean, no, ultimately, same. that's what ev- like that's what we do, and yeah. I think we would suggest everybody do that with anything. I mean, if anybody's gonna learn anything from this podcast, is that I love terrible movies. Oh, that you most for sure people do. hate, and and I get I take a lot of shit for it. But you know what? I'm not mm. changing anytime soon. No, nope. <laughs> so that's why you're here, Stephen. That's why yeah. I'm here. I'm here to provide the hot takes for yeah. that's why we the have Matrix trilogy and how the that's why how the second listeners. two are so good. <laughs> And I'm that's why. Talk that's about, why we're gonna have a w- Stevens, which movie franchise is the greatest of all time, The Terminator or Saw? <laughs> Dude, <laughs> don't. Okay, you don't know how true that statement is. I I do know how true. You you're dare. like one of my best friends. I know how true that statement is. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you just foreshadowed like one of my great topics. Now you don't understand Saw. Dude, Saw really hits its stride right around Dude. Saw Four. <laughs> no, no. The first joke. Saw is really good. The though. first Saw, I you will. Don't. Dude, the first Saw. There are movies. That you just remember the time and place that you first saw that movie, that you were first there. It just has an imprint on your brain. I remember the first time I watched the first Saw movie, and (laughs) I see Saw, yeah. And that twist at the end of that first Saw movie. My jaw dropped. There has never been another twist in movies that has made me just lose my mind. Yep. I was like, get up and walk around going, oh my God, that was insane. Yeah. Like that first Saw movie. Yeah. Like, like Sixth Sense twists, The Visits twists, you Psycho. know, uh, all of that. Shutter all Island. Has I, never made me, made me just lose my shit as yeah. much as that first Saw movie did. You're like, oh my God, he's literally there the entire time. Yep. Yeah. The entire time. Yeah, and like it's just it's unbelievable. It's so cool. I just so love cool. how casual he gets up at the end. Oh, he just kind of he just kind of sh- wipes the du- dirt off dirt off of his shirt. One of my favorite all time movie characters is Jigsaw. I love that that actor. I think he plays that role perfectly. 
But no joke, like for sure you haven't Thanks seen Saw until you've seen all seven <laughs> of them. Um, I've watched no. There's seven of them. Yes. Well, I've watched, yeah. There's well, they just came out with Jigsaw, which is the eighth one. Yeah. Which oh, speaking God. of Saw, I saw it, and but you, Saw is one through seven. You just that's a complete story. Okay. Oh, I have to watch. Uh, you gotta well, tell I mean, the story. <laughs> Yeah, I'll take you through it. Do you I have no the time? Joke. No, no, no. Stephen, we I've do not taken, have that long. No, 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 no not right now. But I, seriously, I've taken four people through the entire series. I've watched all seven consecutively at least four times. Wow. And it's amazing. I always knew you were a masochist. It is so good. There are questions in in movie one that don't get answered until seven. Wow. Which oh. is amazing. Okay. Speaking of Saw, though, real quick, I just wanted to point out that Chris Rock's reboot of the <gasps> film has just got done filming. Dude, oh, nice. you have no idea how excited I am. Yeah, I'll probably I'll probably be interested in that, and that'll be on my radar. I hope he does seven of them, too. Oh, my really? Jesus Christ. I hope, he does <laughs> There's, like, uh... I hope he does, like, maybe two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is it definitely a reboot? Yeah. That's for sure? Cause I believe Jig- so. Jigsaw wasn't a reboot. It was still sort of a sequel. So I, I believe it's a reboot, but don't hold me to that. Okay. Nice. Another movie that I, I saw on you know online and I wanted to talk about and have on everybody's radar was um, Knives Out. Oh, how can I forget Knives Out? Yeah, Knives I Out. Heard, looks... I haven't heard anything about that. What is this? Ooh, Knives That's Out looks the nuts. new Ryan looks Johnson crazy. Film. Yeah, it's got um, Chris Evans, Chris Evans, uh, Daniel Shannon. Craig. <gasps> that Stanfield. movie that you showed me, the trailer. Yeah, about oh, the yeah. about the death. Dude, the that looks really good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Watch That's, that trailer. You'll get super psyched. That debuted at. Tiff at well and is currently sitting at a 100% on Rotten at Tomatoes. Well. No way. As well. At, it debuted at well. At damn it. If this job's no. in a well. If this job's in a well, I don't want it. God <laughs> damn it. Well, Chris, you got to that part, right? What? Yeah, he did. Yeah, you got past that part. Yeah. That's an office. Oh. That's an I, office I, line. I, if this job is in a well, I don't this, want I'm, I'm, I'm interested sh- in the job in well. In well. I'm on Sorry. season six, episode thirteen. Gabe yep. has just been introduced. Dude, Gabe. Gabe is my shit. When I immediately saw uh. him walk in, I was like, "Oh my god!" It's I can't I can't think of the actor's name, but I, I was like, that. "I, I was like, oh my is. god, it's him!" I was like, "I fucking love him in Silicon Valley." He's Dude. he's he's the best character in Silicon Valley is Jared. He's so fucking funny in that show. Yeah, I haven't seen him in Silicon Valley, but I love Gabe in The Office. He's so good. What's uh oh shoot I'm I'm blanking on uh who's the one that plays Joe Bennett? Kathy Bates. Kathy Bates. Oh yeah, Dude, Kathy, Kathy Bates, Bates is great in it and then you know I loved uh, the intro video for Saber and they have fucking Christian Slater. Yes. Yeah. Christian uh, yeah. Slater. And Michael Scott's like is Christian Slater there? Is can Christian we talk Slater to him? Can I talk to Christian Slater please? <laughs> can I talk to Christian Slater please? He seems uh, to really understand the vibe that I'm going for. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh man. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think so. I think it's about time that we got to the Heavy hitting topic of the night. It's about heavy time. hitting topic of the night. So, what movie did we watch, <laughs> Steven, I think it's more so. What movie did Steven, you watch, Stevie? Steve Arino, Big Steve. What's up, guys? Steve the dweeb. All right, old Steve. I, old Steve. All right, I don't know about all that. Wise Steve. What right, movie like did you watch for the first time? You know, I knew a guy named Steve Wise. Oh yeah, yeah, it was his last name. Cool. Yeah, it was cool. Um, shout out to shout Steve out Wise. Steve Wise. <laughs> shout out to Steve Wise. Um, yeah, he's a really cool guy. Co-founder of Wise Potato Chips. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if that's true or not. Don't no, hold me to no, it. No, he was, no. We watched, I watched for the first time ever, Jaws. Jaws. Ooh. Jaws. Yep. I'd never seen Jaws before. Ba-dum. 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 I got to... <laughs> 
I got to knock another movie off my 100 movie bucket list. So, how do how do you want to do this? Do you want to just spill everything out all well, at once and then we I poke and prod you? Do you guys want me to yeah. give my hot take? Do you guys want to give your hot takes and then well, I think I feel like you should take? give yours first. Yeah. I don't want to influence go, you. Go, my my opinion of Jaws has been set since I was a like uh, ten, but, okay. but a, a but a small lad. Actually, okay. I might have been like seven the first time I saw Jaws. Oh, remember the first, oh, the first time you see Jaws and you're just like life changing. Ugh. All right, yeah. go. I was 26 when I first watched Jaws. <laughs> um, yeah, I remember. But, all right, let's hit us hit us with your best. Well, shot. here's the deal. Here's the deal. Oh, I boy. I went into the movie with somewhat low expectations, just because like I don't even like Shark Week. Like I don't sharks aren't my thing. I don't know why people like sharks so much. No. I don't know. I it's I don't. Not a shark movie, man. Can I can I, I already have to interrupt you? Hang on, I already have to you interrupt, interrupt you. There. you. Go you go in with low expectations for what has been heralded as one of the best films of the past fifty years. Oh, most definitely, and yeah. you arguably Spielberg's best films. Yeah, and you go in with low low expectations. expectations. Yeah. All right. Okay. Continue. Continue. Well, this no. guy, the guy that just went on a ten minute rant about Saw. <laughs> <laughs> it goes in with low expectations. Low of expectations for Jaws. Halfway about. Well, let a me tell you shark. about this shit movie called The Godfather. <laughs> and it's I liked it. Okay. I really liked. Okay. It. No. Okay. No. I, I'm serious. No. I, I was genuinely. I was a little nervous that I was going to be like, "What if I watch this movie and I just don't get it?" Like, I'm not, like, sophisticated enough to understand Jaws. And then, like, it sucked me in. It really sucked me in. I, I was worried that I was going to be, like, it's a fake shark. Like, I'm not into sharks anyways, so, you know. But dude, not into sharks? No. I just think that's such a <laughs> that's, that's such a bitch <laughs> way of not liking the movie. Guys, I'm just not into sharks. <laughs> it's just not my cup of tea. I the sharks. I really <laughs> didn't know, because I knew I was going to get crucified if I watched this movie and I didn't absolutely love it. Yes. And I really did love it. It was, a, it was an incredible movie. We actually it, had a discussion about what we were going to do if you didn't love this movie. <laughs> you really did? <laughs> yeah. yeah we, were gonna, we were going to punch you and then we were going to kick you out. We were like, yeah. we suspended one episode. <laughs> um. But, uh, no, I mean, like, I mean, I guess I, I want to say right off the bat, like, uh, what I liked about us doing this and us talking about a classic movie that one of us hasn't seen is just the fact that, like, I don't think anybody should ever be afraid to say that they haven't seen a classic or feel like they're out of touch. Like, the fact is you can't watch everything. Exactly. Right? There's, there's right. going to be, and we'll probably do this again, where it'll be a classic movie that Alex and I have seen and Chris hasn't seen or that Alex hasn't seen and Chris and I have seen. And it's like our religion and, you know, it's like right. you, you've never, you don't know what it is and you, you know. Never be afraid to talk about what you don't know and always be open to experiencing things for the first time, even if it's like 50 years old or something like that. Or but, if it's um, anal. Yeah, for sure, yeah, for sure, for sure. Totally. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I loved it. Um, the best thing I can say about it is it totally sucked me in. I was completely immersed in the movie, and I and I love it when movies can do that to me. I think the suspense sequences, I mean, the way that movie is able to build suspense is... I, I would say probably the best thing about it. Yeah. You oh, know, absolutely. aside from like the score, mm -hmm. you know? Oh, the score but, is, I mean, it's two notes, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's FF sharp. Yeah. Yeah. Insane. Insane. John Williams. I'm sorry. John goes Williams. without saying, John Williams is like a god. John oh, Williams, god. if you ever are sitting there, just if you're ever sitting in your car and you're driving down the road, and and you're just like wow, like Taylor Swift has a lot of thongs. <laughs> <laughs> like oh my god, like Taylor Swift, she's got like you need to calm down with all the music you're making. <laughs> and if you ever think Taylor Swift has a lot of songs, look at John Williams' repertoire. Oh my god! And gosh. if if you're if 
if your junk doesn't jump a little bit just by looking at John Williams' repertoire, then you you don't know you don't know Jack. About Same music. for Hans Zimmer. Yeah, yeah. I, I just wanted to point that out. A yeah. Bit. yeah, yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. I think that speaking of John Williams, I, I, one thing that the movie really impressed me with was I think it danced between genres like really well. And what I mean by that is especially when they're chasing the shark, when they're chasing Jaws. It, like what? Well, like after they're on the, the after they're on, they're on the on boat, Queen's boat after yeah, they're on the and, orca. and I mean it's totally turns into like an action adventure movie. Oh yeah, with that yeah. score, it's a swashbuckling it's, it, adventure. I flick. wasn't expecting yeah. that. I thought it was just kind of like a straight sort of like horror movie. It was just about a shark killing people, think, and that was think, like. I don't think Jaws is ever really a horror film. I think Jaws does really good at. Um, I was actually listening to a podcast today, and they were talking about films from the 70s, and one of the guys selected Jaws as his favorite film from the 70s. Yeah. And he said that the way that he describes that movie and all the tension and everything like that that it builds, he said that if aliens were to come in to Earth and ask them, ask us to give them a display of fear, what the human emotion of fear is, he goes, I'm putting in Jaws. Yeah. No, and, sense. and I feel I, I think that film really conveys it because for the whole first hour of that film, it's a mystery. almost. Oh, yeah. It's everybody's like, like trying to figure out what the crap is going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. everybody's so confused. Nobody knows really what's happening. And then, you know, you got the fucking scumbag ass mayor. Yeah. <laughs> the mayor yeah. is. Li- and, Murray, and he's in uh, number two. He's in number two. How do you yeah. reelect him? How do you win? <laughs> How do you win reelection? I have no idea. <laughs> After being that shitty of a mayor. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, oh. I mean that I, I was so just kind of blown away at the change of the feel of the movie to those scenes, those you know, kind of like I almost felt like I was just straight into like Star Wars. Like I was just in an adventure right there with the with the score and how John Williams was able to pull that off and it felt so natural. Right. And then you go back to another attack scene where, you know, they're chasing the shark and it's like, Hey, we're on our way, this is our adventure and then all of a sudden the shark turns on him and then just like Oh my god! Like we're like we're really screwed right now. I thought that was pretty impressive. I one of my biggest takeaways is I love Richard Dreyfus. Oh, yeah. I love like, Richard so Dreyfus so movie. much. He's I was gonna one ask of my your favorite, favorite actors of all time. Hooper is definitely my favorite character, easily hands down. I just I love Richard Dreyfus. I think he's perfect you know what, you know what happens in the book, right? No, I haven't read the book. Oh, uh, Hooper uh, Hooper fucks Brody's wife in the book. What? Yeah, man. Are you I didn't know that. That's a true story. Are you messing with me? No, no, I'm dead serious. That's you know like that, that like I always like yeah. Is that a part the, of the it's plot? It's in the book. It's in the book. Like Hooper, Hooper and uh, Brody's wife. Is that part of the plot? Like I does mean, Brody find out about it? I don't. I don't know. I just know that they go to the bone zone. So you didn't read the book. I have not read the book. You I just, just know, know that that's what happens in the book. You just pulled the spark notes. What? Yeah, yeah. That's just a hot take. That's weird. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's it is weird. I'm Kinda really glad, glad Spielberg didn't, didn't do that. That's yeah. not a Spielberg move. <laughs> no, to be like, hey, Dreyfus. Yeah, just have a couple just here. Give give uh, <laughs> give Roy Schreider this bottle of wine. Jeez. And then go go lay with his wife. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, not a Spielberg move, but I'm glad. But it, that is uh, that's in the book. Yeah, I mean, obviously the movie has super strong characters between Chief Brody. You know, Mr. Quint and Mr. Hooper. It's just. Yeah. The, I think Quint's probably my favorite character. Quint's my really? favorite. Yeah. yeah Quint's, I, Quint's my favorite. I love Quint mainly because of just how fucking grizzled he uh, is. He's, he's bonkers. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and he's a fucking loon. Yeah, he is. And then I love um <clears throat> his entrance. His entrance is fantastic. It's. Oh, my God. It made me cringe. Yep. 
Like I've seen that movie so many times, and still when I watch it, that makes me just yeah, it makes you un- cringe uneasy and uneasy. In your chair. And, and his just the way he his demeanor, his you know that he's he's a guy that you know without even without even watching like the Indianapolis speech, you know he's seen some shit. Yeah, and then let's know? not even get started on the Indianapolis speech. Oh my god, that's that and my. That whole scene when they're when they go under after they've just got done fighting Jaws and then they get drunk. I came in and you were literally watching yeah. that scene and I was like, "This is my favorite part." Yeah, it's it, amazing. I love everything that happens on the boat scene when they're drinking. And you know what? I forgot where I was going. So Stephen, go ahead. What you love you the boat. Say, you huh? love the boat scene when uh, they were drinking. Oh yeah. yeah, I love the boat scene when they're drinking. And from what I understand. A decent amount of that is like improv. Really, there's a like a lot of different. Um, Nobody knows. Yeah, there's a lot of did, different stories. Who did the Indianapolis speech? Nobody knows if Robert Shaw improvised it. Nobody knows yeah. if the author wrote it. If Nobody knows Shaw wrote it. Or yeah, what, what, what Shaw was like. How a, would they not know if the author wrote it? Is it not in the book? It's not in the no, book. It's no, it's not in the book. But oh, okay. the I guess I guess Shaw was a playwright. Yeah, Shaw was a playwright. And so like, there's a uh, a lot of there's you know, a talk about that he he might have done it or, or yeah, and he's phenomenal. In oh, that he's scene. so oh phenomenal. God, you, know in that scene. you know what's you know what's so uh, funny? Robert Shaw has spent like ninety percent of his time off camera, like wasted. Well, he tried to shoot that scene drunk. Yeah, and the, he he thought shooting that scene, doing that speech drunk, would be like the way to go. Like sell it better. Yeah. yeah, and he just like fucking. He couldn't do it. Just it was a mess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then he, too he had to like call Spielberg and be like, "Hey, man, you got you got let me try this again." Gotcha. And then he knocked it out of the park like the first try next yeah. day. Robert Shaw and Richard Dreyfus also hated yeah, each other true. on set. Yeah, really? yes. Yeah. Like Robert Shaw would be like. I'll give you twenty dollars to climb to the top of that crow's nest, and Richard Dreyfus would be like, "No, I'm not doing that." And then Robert Shaw would just get drunk and belittle him the rest of the day about not climbing up to the top of the crow's nest. Jeez. <laughs> and so that's sort like of that. like what came out in the movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's what I loved about that scene. I don't think pays off as well the scene when they're all drunk together, unless you build the tension between Hooper and Quint. Yeah, I, I, I love that. There's something about. Like what that told me in terms of storytelling was there's something about people that are on land and they're safe. You you almost have too much comfort. You just kind of have to find shit to like pick at each other about when they're fighting the shark, when they're down there, when they've kind of been through the shit for a little bit. Mm. It's kind of an equalizer among it, it gets rid of the bullshit between people. And I think that that's kind of like, I don't know. I think it's a really strong story point. I, I think it just helps to realize when you're not just sitting and thinking about what you don't like about the person next to you you have to be doing things you have to be surviving you have to be there's a lot less conflict because you just don't quite frankly have the time Mm -hmm. you don't you don't have the time to just nitpick at each other you kind of just start to realize that like we're the only thing that you and i are trying to do right now is trying to survive this giant shark that's trying to eat us and eat our boat and we're trying to kill it so that it stops eating people and that's it and we're all of a sudden shipmates we're all of a sudden and like that I don't know. I just think it, it just it says something really cool about, you know, those two characters and how much they hated each other at the beginning. And then when they're comparing scars and things like that, mm-hmm. it's oh. all of a sudden like Quint isn't looking at Hooper like he's just some like Nancy that works in a lab. And Hooper doesn't look at Quint like he's just some like, you know, some son low of life. Bitch. Yeah. Right. Guy that doesn't mean anything. And, you know, but yeah, I mean, I, I love um, God. Yeah, I love that scene. I think that's definitely my favorite scene. I think as far as like the story goes, I love that the 
I feel like the um, the first half of the movie, the main character Brody is kind of facing like a moral dilemma in terms of. I, I think it's you know you mentioned like the scumbag mayor and. It's easy to paint the mayor as like just the easy villain of the movie, but you do kind of understand where this town, all the shop owners and things like that, they they make their financial living and the, the stability of the entire island comes from the, you know, the beach being open and things like that. So like right. there's a certain point of like the villain makes sense and the and the right. the dilemma makes sense, but then you have Brody who's like I'm here to protect, you know, the people and um you know what he has to do. And then obviously the movie shifts halfway through once they get on the boat it stops becoming about the town it stops becoming, and now it's a man versus nature archetype mm-hmm, right. you know of, of a story and so I, I like that they were able to kind of fit both sides of those um really kind of classic stories in in there and then you just plant all these characters in there i gotta know how impactful was the line i think you're gonna need a bigger boat for you when that has been dismantled and picked apart by pop culture for so many years yeah i mean it didn't hit as hard See, I, that it, line still hits just as hard for me oh as man it does the when, first that, when that when that tr- now this you know the shark eh. yeah i mean it's clearly an animatronic shark like it doesn't there's a couple of scenes where the shark looks dated but it works because like that scene's really cool because the shark you know he's throwing the chum and then all of a sudden he just comes out of nowhere sh- shark comes up and 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 Brody just steps back and it's just like oh my but but what's really cool about that scene is that the shark comes up but you're it's almost like you're not watching the shark it's almost like mm-hmm. you're watching Brody yeah, yeah it's because the way that the the way that shot is is Brody is in like the forefront like if we were to watch this on your TV right now Brody would be towards the forefront of your TV and almost towards like the right corner right of yeah. it and so he's he takes up predominantly most of the most of the screen and then the only in the background is when Bruce comes up Bruce was the name of the shark oh, on, really? on the production set yeah. the name of the shark yeah that's why the, you know Bruce then is the shark in finding Nemo oh no i didn't know that was it okay yep. yeah no i mean i knew that finding nemo was bruce i didn't know that jaws was named bruce no i just making that connection gotcha mm-hmm. that's cool can we talk about how this movie just comes out the gate just went out of ten. Yeah. Just I mean this movie. I mean you're. T- I mean you have obviously you know you have that first scene. You know you you have this movie. First off, this movie's rated PG and it starts with a skinny dipping scene where this girl gets ripped to you know bits. shreds. I can't believe and, the movie's rated PG. Yeah, man. That's, it's they 70s, didn't have a, dog, they 75. didn't have a PG thirteen at the time. Jeez. And so it was it, either PG or R. Yeah, it was either G, PG, or R. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom actually causes the PG thirteen rating. That's the first movie that was ever. No, rated it's PG-13. not the first movie that was rated PG thirteen. It's the fi- it's the movie that because of that movie, there's now a PG thirteen rating. Ah, uh, so the movie okay. after that <laughs> was so, when PG thirteen was okay. So first scene in Jaws, you have skinny dipping woman, right? Mm-hmm. And and she goes out, and you're like, oh, this this bitch is done. You know, you know that you just know she's gonna die, and then she does. And then in the first ten minutes, they kill this teenage woman, and they kill. A child. A child, yeah. A child <laughs> is slaughtered in front of his mother yeah. on the beach. And you just and, and and you just see deflated raft just like a wet mm-hmm. noodle flop up onto the onto covered the beach. Covered in blood. Covered in blood. And all the people run out of the beach. And what is it, Kitter, Mrs. Kitter, or Kitner? Yeah, Mrs. Or Ki- Mrs. Kittner. Kittner, that's it. And she comes up, and she's just like, Alex? 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 And you're just like, oh, bitch, she did. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, you know, you know, I mean, you watched it. Like, it was just a 
massacre, and that's mm-hmm. the first ten minutes of the movie. And don't don't they kill a kid again at the Fourth of July beach scene? Um, Isn't that that's when kid? the dog dies? Right. They, the dog dies. The dog dies. But I'm pretty positive a kid gets killed in that. Scene I don't too. that just when I don't the think jo- it's a kid. When Jaws think... is going after Brody's kid. Yeah, it's then... Jaws is going after oh. Brody's kid, and it it kills Jaws kills the kills a man in the front man of that's kid. On, w- in front of Brody's kid. That's when oh. Brody's and he goes, goes into, into shock. shock. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, the movie I mean, just does right come out, out of the gate, just right man. out the gate, right out the gate, and then and Brody uh, is just phenomenal. Like he's just. Yeah, just a phenomenal everyman I, actor. I, I want to say something about what you were saying before. Right before he says we're going to need a bigger boat, when he jumps back with like the cigarette in his mouth and he just the look that he gives the water, the sheer that, terror. Yeah, that landed a thousand times more than him saying the line to me. Really? Okay. Yeah, because I mean, to me, the line is just such a. Um, it's almost a caricature of itself at this point. Yeah. Like you know, it, just because I don't have that deep you know, uh, nostalgic mm-hmm. connection to the movie. The line didn't land that much for me. The The drunk scene landed for me because I didn't know that the movie was going to get to that depth for me. And then again, him him jumping, just just the, the expression in yeah. his face. I think that landed more for me, yeah. Right. All right, so let's... Is there any... Do we really need to cover anything else in the middle? I had a couple... I was going to bring up something about Quint, and this might be not so much t- towards the middle, but sort of the... I mean, I'm assuming we're doing spoilers for this movie. Well, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, the movie's 50 years old. Yeah, yeah. I mean, about Quint's death scene. Yeah, yeah, no. So uh, that's what that's what I wanted to get to. I wanted to get to your whole thoughts and how you were feeling when you finally get to the final like fight scene. So here's here's what I think. And I, Hooper Hooper's in the ta- Hooper's in the cage and everything like right. that. And yeah. Oh, real quick before we get away from the middle part, the scene when Hooper is uh, exploring the boat. Uh, with the boat that got eaten up, and he's yes. he's oh, in the water yes. for the first time. That's dude, I jumped out of my skin oh, yeah, when guys. that face showed up. Yeah, I when was the so... face shows up in the hole, yeah. And again, like that's where you know that's where I'm saying the movie had me sucked in. Right. I was I... just like, oh Jesus Christ, <laughs> God! Like I, my wife, I I jumped, I almost punched her out. Like I was just like, God, <laughs> what? The? I was like, you can't do that, man. Yeah, that scene scared the shit out of me. I, I actually was so I, hooked. I literally have it written in my notes. Scuba scene, Dreyfus is so damn good. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I, <laughs> like, I, I bought I bought that scene hook, line, and sinker. Yep. I mean, yeah. just to, I mean, I don't know. Maybe this is just me kind of being like kind of a dumb kid who watches movies in the modern age. I, I, so part of me feels like a horror movie from the 70s probably can't do much to scare me. But again, oh. when when I'm talking about what that you know yeah. that directing sound, how it sucks you into the whole story, and then all of a sudden it just pulls that out on you. I was just like, oh my gosh, yeah. it was so good. I actually um I watched that movie about a little under a year ago, and I completely forgot about that scene Ugh. happening. And I'm I'm watching it. It's like it's like twelve thirty in the morning, <laughs> and I'm yeah. and I'm like three fourths of the way through Jaws, and then that scene happens. I was like, God. Shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I loved that. Um but yeah, back to the Quint death scene. Um I after I mean obviously the scene, I thought the scene was incredible. Um mm, yeah. I don't know. I mean, you guys felt like that was like you were we were almost <laughs> we were actually watching it right before we started recording. Oh man, he's yep. selling it, man. Yeah. So ah, you, you were yeah. like ah. 
Where, you weren't like being like sarcastic though, right? You like you thought it was oh, I love it. Yeah. Okay, good, good. I, love, I, I mean, well, he I, is. I couldn't he tell is if you were totally, being sarcastic. He is like, totally. Uh, he's totally going for it. Yeah. And but and it's, it's working. Funny. Yeah. It, but it like it's, lands. I thought. It, I thought it was really good. It works. It, it works for what he's trying to do. With it, but I think he he, it, he it, might it, overact a little. It but. is a little humorous <laughs> watching it now. I didn't. I did, honestly, I didn't find it humorous at all. Like I was in the movie. I was just like, oh my god, all he right, died. Well, okay, so that's cool. That on your first on your first viewing, I had no works, idea. Right? I really, I genuinely went to this movie without any spoilers. I had no idea what happened. I mean, obviously, I could tell the foreshadowing, and they're like. Be careful with those tanks. Don't you know they could explode? And I was right. like, oh, okay, here we go. Captain Exposition. Right. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, um, I yeah, I bought that scene. Man, I just I was so immersed in the movie. I can't say that enough. Here's my thoughts on I had a couple of questions coming out of this. I I, I thought maybe uh do you think Mr. Quint has a death wish because of how he's sort of treating the boat? towards the end and he's kind of burning it out and he's I, I thought that because I feel like part of it is he doesn't deserve to live over all of his buddies that died when yeah. he was um, on the Indianapolis yeah that's it's like you were about to take the words right out of my mouth that was, and, that's what I was about to say the guilt looms over him yeah and, um, I, and I, I kind of feel like he can't like he's never really going to find rest until he does get eaten by a shark I think that's the only way his you know soul gets resolution is um that that had to be how it how how he went you know he he, his whole life became about that after the indianapolis and so that that was sort of what i got about that so that's actually kind of you know you think if a character dies like that's a bad thing but you almost have to think that i think he would have been tortured the rest of his life yeah he wouldn't have gone out that way yeah um so yeah that's why that scene i loved that scene and that's i really didn't get that until it was like 15 minutes after the movie and I just, my mind was racing and I just started jotting down notes and I was just like, well, I was like, I, I bet you like he had a death wish. And I think like, you know, it was probably cause he felt guilt and, you know, you just start thinking mm-hmm. about those things once right. the movie's finally over and you can start to kind of analyze it and things. Um, yeah. I mean, it sounds like you guys were kind of on the same page. Like it's, yeah. I feel like yeah, it's kind of yeah, what you're supposed so. to get from mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Do you think the tension works with uh Hooper in the cage the whole time while, the shark is attacking the ship. I I kind of forgot about Hooper. Yeah, yeah. See, that's my whole thing too. Like the, I the, legitimately yeah. I legitimately like she walks in, she sees me watching it, and then uh she's like, Oh my gosh, what's happening? And I was like, Well, oh, well he's about to die. I continually thought that Hooper dies and uh-huh. only Brody makes it out alive. And then oh, okay. and then upon like one of my mo- one of an, another more recent rewatch and then I was like, Oh my god, that's right, they do both make it out because like all <laughs> everything happens. Brody's done all the fucking work. Yeah. And then Hooper kinda comes out of his destroyed cage and he's like yeah. Oh hey You wanna swim to shore now? <laughs> yeah. I um yeah, I, I, I think I think they do that to I think they do that on purpose because you know, Hooper's supposed to live, but Brody has to be the one to do it, to do it. Brody yeah. has to be the one to save the town, to save the day. He's at the end of the day, you know, you're not going to have, you know, Quint's dead and you're not going to have this, this guy come in from out of town and save this town. You need the local police chief who already has guilt on his, you know, conscience, from this kid dying 
to be the one to save the day and yet you need you want Hooper to survive and I think that was a way of putting Hooper out of the scene and and making it so that it was it made sense yeah he wasn't in the scene yeah and I I want to piggyback off of what you're saying Alex where I think Hooper being out of the ending elevates both Quint's death and Hooper's or uh, uh, Brody's victory victory Mm -hmm. Um, because you know you need both of those things to land for those characters and let's face it I mean Hooper's my favorite character because Mm -hmm. I love Richard Dreyfuss so much but Hooper's a supporting character yeah the movie's about Brody Brody. and Quint is a very big part and he has a big character resolution that needs to happen and both of those things land better if Hooper's hiding behind a rock under the ocean, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I'm okay with that. I accept that. I did think it was a little weird when, <laughs> when uh, Richard Dreyfus comes up and he's just like, what about Quint? And he's just like, nah. And then they're like, <laughs> no, I'm they sure. I was like, wow, they didn't really spend a whole <laughs> lot of time they on that. Share, they share a laugh. They, they <laughs> look in the distance and they, they I paddle mean, away, man. What can just, you do? There's no, like, there's no saving Quint. At yeah. That he's point. just, he's, dude, he's dude. gone. That scene, though, now that we're on, you know, the, this ending part, when he's sinking down on the mast and he's shooting at the shark, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. just, just a great eye for uh, of Spielberg to Dude. just kind of direct a, a scene like that, a frame like that, just the the imagery. I mean, what I mean, it was a painting, yeah, right. on on the screen. It was perfect. God, man, I love that movie and I, I love, love I love Spielberg because of that movie. I mean this is Spielberg I mean Spielberg knocks this out of the park. This is only like his This is the This is only this, like his third film. He did two yeah. like TV he did like two straight to TV movies. Yeah. And then this was his first big film. And now what we can appreciate about Jaws is that it's given us something that we take for granted in the current years which is summer blockbusters right jaws was the first film to launch nationwide 400 theaters all on the same day right because up until then movies kind of just rolled out through town to town to town to town until they finally like a film would be in theaters for two years right so we didn't have the, the the funds or the the means to make multiple reels distribute them and have yep. them all come out on the same day and mm-hmm. and i mean jaws was regulated or, or relegated sorry to the summer which at the time was kind of where movies went to die yeah kind of where b movies came out it wasn't a big time for movies for movie going it wasn't the time for you know uh oscar season or any yeah. of that stuff and jaws comes in and kind of starts this let's go to the movies mm-hmm. thing yeah uh, so Jaws, Jaws is a very revolutionary film for the industry itself, right? And I think that's something that a lot of people don't really appreciate versus uh, versus just the versus just it being like a classic, you right. know? Yeah, people just knowing about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I think you know, I I can't really speak to what it was like, you know, growing up on it or when it first came out, but I mean, I think that for me, just the plot being so strong and like I said, having those strong archetypes in there. And then, I mean, just the characters, like the three main characters are so strong. I, I love that you have, I really like the scene with Brody and Hooper talking about how Brody's afraid of the water. And yep. he's like, why'd you move to an Island? And right. he's just like, oh, I don't, I don't yeah. know. And then, <laughs> and then Hooper's like, you know, he's like, where'd you get all this equipment? And he's like, well, I bought it. He's like, how'd you get all this? He's like, well, I'm like filthy rich. Like, right. I have a large yeah. inheritance. And then he's like, 
why so why are you out here on the ocean he's like why well, doing what i love and it's it's these characters who are you know kind of living out what you, you sort of like opposites yep, you know yeah. like a guy mm-hmm. who has all the money is passionately doing kind of like dirty work you know yep, for, right. for what and so it's kind of um i mean maybe i don't know maybe you guys can think of something for quint where he's kind of uh quint just does it because he wants revenge against sharks he's not gonna rest he's he's pretty much like a modern day uh, modern day for a 50 year old film he's pretty much like a modern day ahab yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and like uh, I guess maybe- Jaws is his Jaws is his white whale. He he cannot rest until he conquers it. But again, I think that maybe here's his opposite. I'm just kind of thinking this as I'm as I'm you know talking right now. But he sets out in the movie saying I'm going to be the one that kills the shark. When deep down he probably knows that this this is going to be his end. This is his last ride. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. Maybe he has no, a hunch. Because he, I don't think if he, he goes If in. he's going to be the one that kills the shark, why charge 10 grand to do it? Yeah, I don't think he's... You know, bravado, I don't think, legend, I don't know. I, I I don't think he goes in with hunting Jaws as, with the intention of him potentially dying. I think the only reason he really says, I'm going to be the one to kill the shark, is because he has the most experience and he fucking knows it. Yeah, But you don't think there's just some part of him, even if it's subconscious, that does have a death wish? I mean, maybe, but I don't think in Shaw's performance it gives that in that in in that moment up until yeah. literally when he's right about to die. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, but I, I just like that that exchange with Brody and Hooper. I think it just added so much more depth to their characters. I I was gonna say that I thought what something that was interesting is you know when we were watching it, my wife was telling me you know she's like you know that this movie sparked like mass hysteria. Like people mm-hmm. wouldn't go to beaches and oh, things yeah. like that. Yeah. And I remember my mom even telling me she like she told me and you know my mom's like not a huge movie buff or anything, but she's told me about her reaction to Jaws and she was just like I like I would not go in the water. Yeah. After watching that movie, it's just so funny. It's almost funny how a movie about a shark creating mass hysteria in the movie, yeah. you know, like right. created mass hysteria in the real world. Yeah. Art reflects reality. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's so interesting that. Yeah, I mean the impact that it had, even in in that way, mm-hmm. I just thought was was really funny. Think about you know what's really interesting is that and I was just looking this up to make sure. Seventy four, we have Godfather Part Two. Mm-hmm. Seventy five, we have Jaws. Mm-hmm. Seventy six, you have Rocky. Yeah. Seventy seven, you have Star Wars. Oh, God, wow. Seventy eight is Godfather Two, right? No, seventy four is Godfather Two. Oh, okay. When does Chinatown come out? Seventy five. Uh, I know because one flew came out. One flew over the cuckoo's nest came out in seventy two, I think. No, seventy five because oh, it, it's the one that won. It won. Oh best, yeah, that's right. That's right. Best picture over. It uh, won the big five. Yeah, yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. So Chinatown must be seventy two then. Wait, when was this movie? I'm sorry, Jaws. Jaws, Jaws was seventy five. He made Chinatown seventy four. Oh, Chinatown seventy four. Okay. Even just yeah. those three years, though, Jaws, Rocky, and Star Wars, yeah. like, you gotta be kidding me, man. Those are yeah, that's, that's a crazy I mean, year. And, God, and well, and, I mean, Godfather 2, 74, Godfather 1, 70, 72, mm-hmm. so you're, you're looking at, I mean, can you think of a four-year span where better better movies had come out? I would have to do some research. I mean, just I mean, it's, one, after, one yeah. year after another it's, after another, it's like, game-changing because... legend movies. It's I mean, hard, that's just a, it's a mythology unto itself. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. It's hard, though, because so many directors, which we now consider artists, and, you know, these huge Hollywood directors and stuff like that, they were big in the 70s, when, but they, they were just starting in the 70s. Right. That's, yeah. when they, that's when they were hungry. Yeah. That's when, 
That's when that's yeah. when the fire burned in them the most. Yeah, and they were all I friends. Mean, Sp- they were all Spielberg. trying to like help each other and like be like, oh, I'll oh yeah? check out your movie yeah. and like, do you think it's any good? This this that's Jaws yeah. movie, Spielberg yeah. and, and Lucas. Lucas. Did yeah, that. I mean, Lucas was and, uh, constantly asking Spielberg to like watch Star Wars. Be like, what do you think of it? Like, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, this starts a trajectory for Spielberg that just, I mean, he owns the next the next years. thirty years, easy. Yeah. You know, up up until what's gone. his most recent movie? Uh, ready player one yeah ready player one. Oh, okay but i mean i mean you look at he he owns just forever after that he he goes et yeah. is after this jurassic park. jurassic park schindler's list saving, saving private, private ryan. ryan all of these but he also has duds in there like 1943 yeah but i mean you're talking some of the biggest movies ever made yeah true right there um steven i just have two more questions for you before we wrap up okay. i want to know where does this rank for you in the pantheon of Spielberg films? Oh, that's hard because I'm right. not very well versed in Spielberg. To be I honest, I mean he has Raiders after that. Oh yeah, he has <clears> you Raiders. know what I mean. So like, all right, so here you know, best Spielberg, right? So we've got Jaws. Like I said, Raiders is 81. Raiders, my oh my god, I love Raiders. I love and Raiders too, but I really think that Jaws is like. I think when it comes down to it, Jaws is the best film Spielberg has ever done. Even though it is so early in his career, I still think it's the best thing he's ever done. Well, since I don't, I, I really don't best. have an answer for this. Why don't you guys do your top three Spielberg movies? I think Jaws is this best, might be his best movie, but Raiders is your favorite, most, my favorite, your the most rewatchable one. Maybe. Um, maybe most entertaining. Most entertaining, yeah. I loved. Um, I mean, but like. Spielberg's best, like Jurassic Park, E.T., Schindler's List, Saving Private Ryan. Uh, I couldn't just know. do a top three. I would have to rattle off at least five. Where's Jaws? Though? Even like Lincoln Does it have was a really definitive good. spot? Like, Jaws is number one for me. Jaws, really? Jaws Minority is Report, Raiders. All right. Real, my real quick top five, not really, think, not really thinking, not putting any thought into it. We're going to go Jaws, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Jurassic Park, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, and then I'm going to go Saving Private Ryan. Okay. Okay. Um, in no particular order, if I had to pick five Spielberg movies, it's Jurassic Park, Jaws, Saving Private Ryan, Raiders, and probably Jaws. Huh? <laughs> you said Jaws already. I did say Jaws already. Yeah, I, I, and then I made the joke with War Horse. Oh yeah, definitely not War Horse. <laughs> probably. I don't. What did I say? Crap! You said, you said Jaws, Raiders, Jaws, Jurassic Raiders, Park. Jurassic Park, Saving Private Saving Ryan, Private Ryan, and let's go with Catch Me If You Can. Oh, I have I actually haven't seen that. I need oh, to watch that. It's a great movie. Um, and Stephen, my last question for you is: Wait, hold on. I'm, I'm sorry. So I was trying to look up Steven Spielberg movies. Why is The Goonies showing up under Steven Spielberg? I think he produced it. Yeah. Oh, okay, because I was going to say <clears> the, the director says Richard Donner. Because I was going to say. If Spielberg did That's the Goonies, yeah, the Goonies no. is number one. <laughs> Jaws <laughs> is number two, and everything else is, you know, under that. Yeah. But, um, sorry. What but, were you going to say? What was your other question? But my last question for you is, when are you going to introduce your son to this film? Oh, that's a great oh, one. Man. How old? Um, How old is he now? Four? Yeah. Dude, I, mean, man, I was like seven. Time. I was like oh, seven. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, there there are some pretty hard things for a four year old to watch in Jaws. Yeah, I mean, so, definitely man, like man. no earlier than like ten. Ten, ten, yeah. dude. I was are seven. You kidding? Oh, yeah, I, yeah, I was six. Six is. I don't know. You gotta man. go I at think, six. I don't know. Don't you guys think it's gonna be harder and harder for 
people to appreciate movies I, like as you go on and like kind of the age that you're growing up in with just that's why man, you introduce man, he him loves to him Star- now. He, he does um no he he does love Star Wars um but uh yeah I mean that what well, I mean that's what really surprised me the most about Star Wars was that you have a 4-year-old kid mm-hmm. who's sitting here he's totally sucked into the movie and I'm just like this movie was made in 1977 right how does a 4-year-old like a movie from 1977, like it doesn't make any sense hey man, at all. Yeah. You know Dude, what I mean? I, I loved old movies when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. My wife thinks that I was really weird when I was a kid because of all the old movies that, that I liked watching psycho and, and yeah. all that stuff. I mean, I definitely want to try to, I don't know. Like I do want to try to help him, you know, understand movies, you know, from a, I don't know. Like I never grew up on classic movies. Clearly, like right. I never, I didn't see Jaws until last week. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, it's it's all going to depend on just I don't know where he's at at yeah. what age. You know. All right. I, I was just curious. Yeah, it's definitely one that I want to introduce to him, and you know the way I dissected it and things like that. I mean, I'm, I always just analyze the shit out of anything that I watch or read right, or anything right. like that. Yeah, I'd, I would love to introduce him to this and talk about, you know, ideas of, of uh, you know, what, what the movie did and, you know, just the great movies from, like, you know, the 70s. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. we're going to keep watching Star Wars and I'll show him Rocky at some point because Rocky was a huge part of my you know childhood. What, you, oh. know what, you know what you should introduce him, though, too? Now, you said he's four. Yeah. He can watch Raiders. You should let him he watch, can watch Raiders. Raiders. Yeah. I need to rewatch Raiders. Yes, I was you gonna do. I was gonna do I haven't watched an Indiana Jones movie. I wasn't big on Indiana Jones growing up, so I need to kinda My dad introduced re-a. me to the whole trilogy in one day. Really? Yeah, I was sick and I was home alone for, and I was home from school. That's and, awesome. And my dad was like, Come on, buddy, we're gonna watch these movies and he just back to back to back we watched all Jeez, three. That's, that's awesome. It yeah, was, I need you know what that's was that's great. a good idea. That's a good idea. I'll probably sit I'll, I'll sit down and give it a watch and then see if I think it's like you know, appropriate for him right now. And yeah, um, that would be a good one. Well, do we have anything nice. else, guys? I don't think so. I, I think I'm all good. I like Jaws. Yeah, I think it's a good place to wrap it up. Man. It's a decent movie. I think this Spielberg kid's got a lot of got a bright future. <laughs> he's, got a lot of, he's got a lot of chutzpah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. The movie's kind of old school. I really like all of his moxie. Eh? Yeah, yeah. Like, shame. All right. Well, I guess now it's time for the plugs. We have a. Twitter page now. Yes, we do. You can follow the Thoughts from the Basement podcast at TFTB Pod on Twitter. Uh, you can find us on Spotify at Thoughts from the Basement. You can find us on Google Podcasts at Thoughts from the Basement and Castbox at Thoughts from the Basement. And hopefully on the app, on Apple. Podcasts. Hopefully on Apple Podcasts if they get their fucking shit together. Yeah. But until then, was that other one Pocket Cast? Pocket Cast. Pocket yes, Cast. you can find us on Pocket Cast as well at Thoughts from the Basement. But until then. I am Chris Kiningham. You can find me on Twitter at KWK1223. Uh, hit me up. Follow me. I'll follow you back. Yeah. Alex, right. where can they find you? Oh, man. They can find me on Twitter. Also, um, Alex Mark. You can find me on Twitter at Who's Alex Mark. Um, yeah. W-H-O-S Alex Mark. W-H-O-S Alex Mark. Who's Alex Mark? Who's Alex Mark? Who's Alex Mark? Who's Alex Mark? And Steven, where can they find you? I am Twitterless Steven. So, TFTB So, last thing. Here's to swimming with bow-legged women. <laughs> <laughs>